Hello again to all my friends. I'm glad you're here today. The fun and learning never ends. Yeah, episode nine, right? Yeah, ADV podcast. Hey, before we start, can I ask you a question? Sure. Chick-fil-A or Popeyes? Big debate on the internet right now. Uh, well, the thing is, like, I've never really had Popeyes except in the Hong Kong airport. They shut that down. I know. Last time Isn't we were there, crap. it sucks. Come on. <laughs> uh, and Chick-fil-A, um, well, they've got that in South Africa, actually, believe it or not. And it's pretty good if you like chicken. Mm. Okay, so you pick Chick-fil-A? I don't know. I pick Popeyes. Popeyes I, is awesome. It's delicious. i got to be honest. I've just not had a good Popeye, so I wouldn't know. DM? Chick-fil-A. Okay. Easily. I, I've never left a Chick-fil-A and felt like they make you feel happy. They have such good customer service. I can't explain it. Yeah. They're just like the nicest people. And I don't think, I don't know if, I mean, I'm sure they're told to be. That's like their whole thing. But <laughs> I've just, yeah. in, I've, I've always left the smile on my face. That's all I can say. Okay. Good. good. We settled. Well, thanks for that diversion. Let's get yep. back to the topic at hand sure. here. And uh, today is, uh, a, once again, a fairly serious topic. And I'm actually very happy that we're talking about this because this is something that's really bugged me a lot about living in China, mm -hmm. um, is this whole thing about morality. Mm -hmm. We're going to get stuck in and we're going to answer this question, is China the most immoral country in the world? Okay. But first, we've got to go to what's new. Yes, indeed. So what's new, as you know, we talk about what's happening in China, some kind of new news, things like that. And uh, we're going to have to ask DM to pull up a little video for us here in the sure. background. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of this big chain called Costco. I think everyone in the world knows what Costco is. Yeah, can we just pause that for a second before we start there, um, the video I mean. Uh, and then we can explain what's actually happening in the background. So Costco, as you know, uh, it's a big American chain. Mm -hmm. First time I ever saw it was in the US. Mm -hmm. We have some similar thing in South Africa called Macro, mm -hmm. which I think is a kind of a copy or something. I grew up uh, around Sam's, Sam, Sam's Choice? You know the Walmart version of Sam's Costco? Club? Sam's Club, that's yeah. right. But yeah, same thing. I mean, it's awesome. You go in there, you get like free little samples. You mm. can buy things on bulk. You have mm. to pay uh, a membership fee, obviously. Do you? I end up spending way more money at Costco. I don't save anything. I mean, I think that's the whole thing. Yeah. You go in there and you're like, oh, yeah, I'll just take that like 24 oh, pack of, of olives. Tub of sauerkraut. <laughs> it's still in my fridge. Yeah, exactly. And then it goes off. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, the thing is, um, China's still kind of an open market a lot of well i should say it's a closed market so when these companies they've been trying to edge their way into china for mm. a long time right? right and it's difficult to get through all the red tape and mm. then they finally get into china but a lot mm. of them find out the hard way that china is a very different market to mm. the rest of the world sure i mean things like ikea mm. they've got actual staff members that have to walk around in the ikea to wake people up yeah because they live there you know more or less. china especially in the hot humid cities you know, people don't like to use their air cons, you know, for they want to save money and things like that. So it does cut electricity. Is yeah, expensive. It's super expensive. So what they'll do is they'll literally go with their family to Ikea for the day and let the children sleep on the beds and mm. they sleep on the beds and sit and play on their phones on the couches. So they actually have dedicated staff to walk around to wake people up. Yeah, to shoo them away. So, you know, you're not earning any money. Ikea's not earning money because these people don't buy anything. Mm. They just go in there to sleep sure. and to have free aircon. Right. So, you know, there's there's this weird kind of new culture that you have to deal with. And Costco's just gotten bitten. Mm. So what's happening in this uh, little clip behind us. So they had a grand opening, uh, yeah. and these are the lost generation IEs, the mm. lost generation females that typically go to the wet markets, bargain for their meat, bargain for the vegetables, and here we have this huge display of pork. Yeah, can we actually play Costco. that so people can see? Um, yeah, and what's you, going on? As you guys know, pork is in limited supply right now in China because of all the swine flu stuff going on. 
and uh, well, it's not it's not really let's be honest it is it is I mean, absolutely it's, it is yeah but it, it hasn't really hit yet people can still buy yeah. pork everywhere it's not like oh there's no pork right no 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 but yeah. at the same time anyway let's, let's go back to the little pork the pork thing going on there yeah. So they're going ape over all this pork because it's a grand opening. There's definitely going to be a discount. There's huge discounts on that pork. Right. But I, for those of you watching or listening, sorry, who are not being able to see what's going on, you have a group of middle-aged women literally tearing chunks of raw meat from each other's hands here because, you know, they want to get the, the pork on special. Now, you know, I did discuss this with my wife, and, of course, she's appalled, and she's like, well, you know, it's those dama, you know, those mm. old old ladies it's yeah everybody knows it's that lost generation and you know we all know this and she actually pointed out that these are the kind of people that have got all the time in the world yeah they don't mind wasting an entire day to get like something worth 10 cents mm. you know we've seen it before yeah. where they'll queue water in the bottle. sun for a wa- bottle of water they for lose like all hours. the water out of sweat <laughs> yeah but because it's free mm. and usually destruction follows in their wake yeah because it is a free for it's all about grab 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 mm. Um, and we've explained it before, but these are the people that suffered through the starvation of yeah. the cultural uh, devolution and mm. the Great Leap backwards and stuff. So because back then they were starving so much and they didn't have anything, now that they can, they grab every last little morsel of mm. anything that they can. And it's awful. It's so embarrassing if you've got sort of someone of that age in your family in mm. China and you go to a buffet or something, they're the ones that will clear out an entire plate of like shrimp or something sure. and bring it to the table right. and then waste half of it. Yeah. You know? We'll cut to the next photos. Uh, a subscriber sent these to us. He actually braved the storm in Shanghai, yeah. um, in Costco, just to see the shit show that would he knew would ensue. Yeah. And he did end up seeing quite a bit. You can see here um, what happened was a lot of people started stealing stuff. Yeah. And especially containers where they could open. If you look at the next picture that's coming up here, yeah, um, people were opening containers and then eating some of it because there was so such chaos, chaos in yeah. there I mean, that like they the, could get the away with it. There, like most Tap of empty, that's yeah. gone, and little things are gone. Um, the lines were the, insane. It would apparently it took three hours to get into the door, mm-hmm. and then two hours to check out. Mm-hmm. So when you went to stand to pay, you had right. to wait two hours. It was absolute chaos. They had to bring the police in. Yeah. They had to shut down early and they had to get the police in to control everyone and, and get them out. Yeah, they put out a public statement saying, like, don't come, mm-hmm. basically. Don't come to Costco. <laughs> yeah. No, hang on. Before anyone gets up in arms here and says, oh, but this is probably just like uneducated rural people. Mm-hmm. No, this was in Shanghai. Mm-hmm. Shanghai is the jewel of sophistication in China. It is the most sophisticated city. Yeah, it's not even like it's, China. It is literally, if you want posh, if you want swank, if you want sophistication, you go to Shanghai. Right. And what you saw there is Shanghai. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could pretty much say that this this is just a China thing. Devil's advocate, though, is that the mm-hmm. people that go to work in Shanghai, the professionals, often bring their families with them. Yeah, well, so everyone will, does. Yeah, these will be that same lost generation from rural China, probably. If, but it's in a nice city. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's very true. The thing is, if you are, like native to Shanghai you usually your parents are supposed to be more sophisticated oh, absolutely. and stuff like that yeah. but you know obviously places like Shenzhen for sure um, mm. the young sophisticated people like my wife mm. and I'm not saying her parents are like this because they're not but they're you know the, the younger generation are definitely more sophisticated oh for sure you know Hands so what you, yeah what you'll find is everyone that you meet that's kind of our age um, you know they're level headed and they're, mm. they're terribly embarrassed by this kind Absolutely. of behavior so you know like don't go it blame for them they can't yeah. go enjoy Costco dude like what if that was your mother or my mother doing right. that or okay. let's just say our grandmothers sure 
I'd be ashamed. Of course. I'd be like, mm, I don't know that person. I don't know them. Disown yeah. your family. I'd like lock her in a cage or something and sure. feed her dog biscuits or something. Right. Or leftover sushi. Stop, yeah, stop her from going out and embarrassing the family like that. Yeah, it's pretty pretty crap. Well, hopefully Costco yeah. gets on their feet again. Yeah. <laughs> My heart goes out to you, Costco. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And apparently now Costco says that they're going to limit the amount of shoppers in the store at any given time. Mm. So they're going to have to implement things like that. And that's just, that's just what happens when you deal with China is you have to realize it doesn't work like the rest of the world it's a different culture mm. and uh you know things like personal space and um when it comes to kind of these unwritten rules like mm -hmm. don't cut in the queue don't right. don't do that you know hold the door open and that's yeah. not that's alien to china you know right. and uh you can't you know implement your same western ideals if you're going to give out a free sample in china no one's ever going to buy anything they're going to go there for that free sample and and completely wipe you out like mm. take everything for free that they can a lot of uh you know foreign entrepreneurs that start like a hamburger joint or a beer play something like this mm. they'll have like a you know first hundred people here free beer or something like that and they just get swamped it's Dude, horrible it's 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 insane like bookstores right yeah. we were talking about this the other day yeah. if you go to a bookstore in china um people will go into the bookstore and literally take a book and just read the whole thing in the mm. shop. They'll never buy a book. Mm. And like you'll see kids there with their cell phones taking photos of every page so yeah. that they can share the book <laughs> out and stuff. It's like, how do they make money? I've never I've never understood this. How do the bookstores and stuff in China make money? Because no one buys this stuff. Well, if you think about it like this, mm. I think it's a pretty easy answer actually. Xinhua is one of the only bookstores in China and right. it's state owned. Oh yeah. So I it's guess. completely subsidized, right? Makes sense. By the way, you can't find English books in China. Not anymore. <laughs> no, you can't find them. Like That's, since the yeah, day I moved there, literally, I've never seen like a you know a new book comes out. You want to read it, Game of Thrones or something? Oh yeah, you will right. never find an English book. I remember I was actually trying to find the Harry Potter books, not for me, but for my friend who really liked Harry Potter. Right. And I went to all the big bookstores in Shenzhen, and they had this english section or whatever but it was just for like it's learning, learning. English, yeah, yeah. english learning books. the thing is like vivi i took vivi to a bookstore because she wanted to mm -hmm. read i can't remember what it was but she wanted to read a new book but she would rather read it in chinese and they had it yeah of course. Know, they have they, a chinese section they had all the hali water or whatever yeah. it is in, yeah. in in chinese funniest thing is that they were selling all these um pirated like friends dvds and stuff mm -hmm. in this like in the proper bookstore and it's my, like my favorite pirated dvd story yeah. is when i went to walmart for the first time in china and they were selling pirated dvds in walmart i know it's quite come crazy. on anyway. it's pretty ridiculous yeah um, um yeah we're, we're really like getting off track here mm -hmm. um i would like us to move on sure uh just quick little note maybe we should close down one of these because you got mm -hmm. two of them sure sorry we're just having a little technical thing you know guys this is kind of tough for us to run um we're going to move on to our next section which is the main section of the show yeah um but before we do this we would like to just uh remind everybody that if you want a question answered the best way to do it is to send us a little super chat mm -hmm. let you in on a little secret here um this channel more than half of our videos at the moment are demonetized because you know unfortunately that's what happens when you talk about these kind of things so this is guaranteed this episode you're watching right now is guaranteed to be demonetized. if you feel like helping us out throw us a super chat yeah. you know don't have to though i mean it's not necessary but if you do speaking of which mm. let's have one of those yeah all right so holton clint uh before the show said don't bogart the joint which uh, we discovered was an interesting little colloquialism yeah. thank you uh, Dion Chapman, $20, very generous. Australian dollars, in fact. He said, uh, you guys need to do the ADV cars. I'm buying a 1986 Camaro as a project car. Not a question, but you want to comment on that? I'll respond. That's an awesome car. IROC, man. Or, you know, I rock it. An, I, an RS is 
fine too. I love those cars, and yeah, don't worry. The, the, we've, we've got something in the works. It's going to be a big the, surprise. We can't, we can't say anything just yet. So yeah, yeah. let's uh, have another question before we move on. Uh, all right, we'll go to Nimbrixion101. He said, "Hi, Winston. As always, curious. Uh, I heard Japanese anime is really popular in China among the youth. If it is, why is it successful? I thought the Chinese are taught to be anti-Japanese." It's quite simple. Mm. It's because it's that was the only thing that was available. Mm. Uh, it is very popular. The youth love it now. Mm. They've got a lot of knockoffs. But you know, back at, back during the eighties and nineties, the only kind of animated shows that came through were kind of coming through from Hong Kong mm. or Taiwan that had been dubbed. Mm -hmm. And um, you would get things like Sailor Moon mm -hmm. and uh, Saint Seiya, mm -hmm. those kind of things. So you know, they just permeated. You know, the the culture. Everybody loves them, especially uh, Doraemon. Mm. Can you think of any others? Yeah, my wife grew up watching Sailor Moon and uh, Conan. Oh, those Conan, are our yeah. two favorite shows. And Even that was now. that was the only. Those are the only shows that were available. Anime was literally the only kids friendly thing you could watch. Shin Chan. Yeah. Very popular. Yeah, that's um, why it's. And it's still course, popular. It's still and yeah, popular. it's anti-Japan, but like kids don't really care about this stuff. Yeah, they're taught to hate in school, but they they're gonna consume media. Yeah, right? exactly. It's it's cool. It's fun. Yeah, I I am actually kind of surprised that the government allowed that stuff to be shown. To be honest, it was a more it was a more liberal time than yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. You know, actually, you're absolutely right. China was trying to open up, and mm. especially during the late '80s and yeah. the, and the '90s. So yeah. I, I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. All right, so it's time for us to move on to the main part of the show, which of course is the soft power hour. Mm -hmm. So we have to um, start out by saying that China sees itself as being incredibly moral, mm -hmm. morally pure. Mm -hmm. uh, pornography is banned. Yep. What else? Prostitution, gambling, being, everything. Being gay. Being gay. Well, like, being gay is not banned, but you can't display it on media. You're not allowed to have a tattoo if you're a movie media. star yeah. or if you're on TV, you have mm -hmm. to cover your tattoos. Mm -hmm. You're not allowed to have like weird colored hair. Mm -hmm. Things like weird buildings and stuff are, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to do it. It's not, they, they did it for a while, but mm -hmm. then they clamped down. Pretty much, um, you know, drugs are completely banned. Right. You get the death penalty yeah. if you have a certain amount of drugs on you. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of foreigners are finding out the hard way that you t just stop taking drugs if you're in China, mm -hmm. okay? The rules apply. They definitely <laughs> apply, just anyway. The thing is, um, it comes, comes out as being very moral. Mm. That's at least what they're, that's the For soft sure. power, right? Sure. This is what they push. We're such a wonderful, pure, you know, nation. But in fact, if you've ever lived in China or even visited China, that uh, illusion's very, very, very quickly shattered. It's a goddamn party, dude. Yeah, it, it is. is. It's the most debaucherous, non-moral place that I've ever seen in my entire life. That One might say immoral. I like to say non-moral. I guess times. I'll start with what shocked me. Yeah. When I was growing up, I had never once seen a prostitute. Now, mm. I'm gonna preface this by saying I don't actually have a problem with legal prostitution. I don't really care what people do. That's okay. none of my business. Full on, full on libertarian mode coming yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. However, in China, it's a little bit different, right? The prostitution, because it's illegal, right? A lot of really nasty things happen. Human trafficking, you have these brothels where women are kidnapped from their village when they're very young and then put you know, against their will in yeah, these places. Yeah, yeah. So I was shocked because in the US growing up, I had never seen prostitution other than on TV and in the movies, right? Sure. Whereas Chinese people look at those TV, American TV shows and movies and say, look at how 
gross Americans are. Look at how open they are. That's what you hear all the time. And look at how promiscuous they are, right? Yeah. yeah. Society I grew up in was not, uh, you know, hell of, it wasn't like super immoral. It wasn't like a promiscuous society. I grew up in a Catholic household. I wasn't exposed to like really debaucherous stuff. Yeah. So the day I landed in China was the day that everything turned on its head. I saw brothels everywhere, massage parlors, my coworkers trying to get me to go out with them to these prostitution places. Um, just every illegal gambling, uh, debt collectors, all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't see because China doesn't portray that in soft power to the rest sure. of the world. Sure. Completely topsy turvy. Right? Yeah. What about you? Well, I mean, this is a big, big topic to get into, and um, the I, I would like to first of all just put out the prostitution thing first because. I firmly believe that one of the reasons China's economy actually got kickstarted is because of prostitution. Mm. This might sound weird. I'm, I've theorized this before, opinion. but if you, you know, Shenzhen is where China's economy got kickstarted. It's mm. like where the initial flame was mm. set, and that was when Deng Xiaoping opened up Shenzhen as a special economic zone, the first one in China. And basically, because of its proximity to Hong Kong, it was perfect. Mm. We've got this massive trading hub, you know, mm. where the ships are coming in with containers and stuff. They can start selling things. People can start setting up factories with dirt cheap labor. They've opened up their economy. But pretty much every single Hong Kong man, because remember back in the day, you've got a Hong Kong dollar. It's worth like however many, you know, millions of RMB. <laughs> Not that much, but you no. know, um, especially in the 90s, you had a situation where your very low-end workers in Hong taxi Kong... Taxi drivers. Yes, bus drivers, taxi drivers, construction workers, like guys who are just earning minimum wage. Mm. What they would do is they would just pop over because it was very easy for them because if you're a Hong Kong ID, you can just go through the, mm -hmm. the sort of automatic machines. They would pop over and uh, basically go visit brothels mm -hmm. and all these... Trust me, everywhere in mm -hmm. Shenzhen, you've got these, what they call R Nightswin, which is a second wife village. It's actually, that's what it means. And what they would do is they would keep girlfriends there, mm -hmm. visit brothels there, and also basically have a second wife. Mm -hmm. They'd have kids, they'd uh, buy an apartment or rent an apartment for their mistress mm -hmm. to live in, and they'd be back and forth. They'd be bringing all their business meetings over there, and they'd be going, like, literally. I, I saw it happen in front of my eyes because when I was homeless for those couple of days in in mainland China way back when I first got there, I ran out of money. I got taken in by a friend of mine, a Chinese guy and, a, and another dude, and we lived together in Shadzweitzwin, uh, which was one of those big red light districts. It was, it opened my eyes. And I remember this is quite early on in the game. Mm. I'd been in China for a couple of months, not long, like mm. two months, one and a half months, two months. I ran out of money and I ended up in the situation. And I got to see the worst absolute worst of what China has to offer when I was there mm -hmm. because I was living in this tiny apartment in one of these handshake apartments which is when you've got the co these concrete buildings right next to each other just jam-packed with prostitutes mm -hmm. and what would happen is I would be woken up in the middle of the night because you would hear the pitter-patter of all these feet um, and you'd hear literally like maybe 30 40 women you'd look out the window you'd see them all in their little slippers because that's the pitter-patter run into an apartment they all go up there and then like most of them come out and, like one or two of them didn't come out you know and then they stay for however long and then they mm. come out um and that's what used to happen hong kong dudes used to come over from the border mainly hong kong dudes um into these places or just like kind of richer mm. chinese guys and it was just like a 
one big brothel, the whole village I was in. I would walk around at night drinking and I'd just walk and there'd be these pimps coming up to me and very vulgar, like, hey, this, 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 come on in, come We've on in. Gotten that. You know, yeah. yeah, that kind of shit. And that's what they want you to do. They want you to go up, then they make a call, and then all the women rush down from their cheap little apartments where they're living like 20 in one of them. Mm. They'd all run up, and, you know, you get to choose the one you want. And, you know, I got to see this crap with my own eyes every day. And what made it even worse is that the guy that I was living with, his girlfriend, who was actually the one paying the rent, was a prostitute. Mm. And uh, she was 19 years old, and she'd been sold to the pimp mm. by her parents, her rural parents. And it's, that's not even the worst part. The worst part is, is that she still had to send all of the money that she was making by prostitution, which is the only way for her to pay off a pimp, right? Mm -hmm. She had to send like the majority of that back to her rural parents mm -hmm. to pay for her brother's education because in China, a man, you know, a boy is valued more than a, a girl, mm -hmm. you know, in the rural areas. Mm -hmm. So they sold their daughter into prostitution to pay for their son's education. It was disgusting. It made me sick to my stomach. And, you know, I... I didn't understand the situation I was in in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I just thought, oh, this is my friend and his girlfriend. But as I stayed there, I figured it out very quickly and I was even casually just told by my mm. friend. And uh, she'd get a phone call and she'd run off and join the, the crowds, you know, that go to these places. And sometimes she wouldn't come back for an hour. Sometimes she wouldn't come back for a couple hours. And then she'd come back and clean the apartment and do her usual thing. And it was the most uncomfortable situation I've ever been in in my mm. life mm -hmm. to actually experience this. For sure. I mean, yeah. we've talked about how prolific prostitution is in China, and I think the the immoral part of that is is that story you just told. It's the the nature surrounding it, mm. and a lot of these women just don't have a choice, yeah. right? And that's that's the messed up part. To segue into something less sexual, mm. um, perhaps what I found the most morally repugnant, yeah, is the treatment of these children with without parents or that have been kidnapped. How many times have you seen maimed children yeah. on the street being pushed around to either beg or to sell flowers sure. or to, uh, you know, they'll have these minders, these old sure. like scumbag old dudes. Old I've made a video out. where yeah, I, I yeah. filmed these. I filmed these if you want to see it. It's on my channel. But how many times have you walked down the street and just seen that and nobody does anything? Yeah, exactly. Right? No Literally one. no one does anything. And that's the most messed up thing. And that's the thing that made my heart sink to my in the pit of my stomach is yeah. that literally you have three, two, one, two, three-year-olds yeah. up to maybe like 12-year-olds walking yeah. around with their eyes gouged out or with their their limbs cut off or burned, completely burned so that they can beg and it's completely out of their hands, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the treatment of people is something you would never see in Chinese propaganda. It's not something you would see them exporting to the West. Look, sure. you know, look at look at what it really looks like on the streets. Yeah, you and know? I mean, the, the, the thing is that this goes all the way to the top. It does. And um, my first exposure to this was probably, I don't know, a year or two later, where I actually got, um, you know, taken around the country as part of this white monkey job. Mm -hmm. that they told me I'm an architect, you know? Yeah. Well, they told other people I was an architect. They didn't tell me. I'm impressed. Yeah, they were like, hey, listen, we need you to come to some business meetings because for us to have a foreigner around, it gives us some more credibility. And it's I was the whole like, white yeah, and I was thing. like, yeah, I don't know about this, you know, but I was new in China, gave me an opportunity to travel. It's the first time I got to go to Shanghai. Mm -hmm. I went to Inner Mongolia. It was all in one trip. I did a whole bunch of stuff, right? And um, they took me to uh, Qidong, I think it was, or something like, oh, was it Qidong? I can't remember. Um, what's that, that famous place of the, the ghost town called again? Ordos. Yeah, I went to Ordos. Um, I think it was either in Ordos or Qidong, one of those places, we got to meet up with the government officials, mm -hmm. right? So here you have the top government guys all sitting around and 
the way it works and you know this is just chinese culture i'm not going to knock it too much but you know you, you get together and you have like a big banquet every mm. time there's a meeting it doesn't matter what you're talking about you have to have a massive banquet every time get together there's baijiu flowing everyone has to get horribly drunk and this is lunch right so mm. you get horribly drunk at lunch everyone has the gumbay to prove who's the boss and who's better and the boss can delegate other people to drink for him everyone gets wasted you eat like an entire village's worth of food it's also it goes to waste yeah it's ridiculous um, and then you get to rest for a couple hours then you got to do the same at dinner but what really shocked me is that the entire government people all these people and i think what happened was the construction company had organized this mm-hmm. is everybody went to the ktv afterwards mm-hmm. which is a karaoke mm-hmm. and they just lined all these girls up yep. and they're like everyone Every chose time. one or two girls and the girls kind of sit and drink with them and stuff but then you see the government officials you know they choose the ones they want and they just walk off back home and also the construction company guys everybody they offered me as well they're like choose your temporary girlfriend and take her home i'm like oh, sorry man i'm in a relationship at the moment i don't do that kind of thing it just like, happened oh, like oh it's fine you can do it you know i'm like no it's totally okay i'm not feeling well you know i just talk my way out of it but the thing is here you've got government officials yep, every time i've know. had like probably between the both with maybe 10 or 20 of these meetings oh by the so way I've, i what? actually filmed <laughs> back in the day i filmed the girls coming in and stuff and oh, a bunch nice. of those government officials and somewhere on my hard drives, I've got nice. that footage. But I just, uh, you know, especially back then, I'm like, I can't air China's dirty laundry. And so I kind of put it away and forgot about it. But I've still got that hidden away somewhere. So, yeah, by that logic, yeah. these, like, secret girlfriends, I've had probably 10 now because of, I've been to these KTV things, like you said, with government officials. Mm. And it happens every time, yeah. right? So I, you have to accept one to just hang out with, like, to drink with, and you just yeah. sing. Yeah. But when they, they start taking them home is when it gets awkward because then you're the only one not doing it. So then they think that you're out of place, you're making them look better, they're not being hospitable enough, and sure. it gets super peer pressure mm. So I'd always just sit around there, excuse myself to the bathroom, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then the girl's also kind of confused yeah, yeah. because you, she's been bought and paid for, mm. right? And then you're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not into this. And yeah, like, sure. what? I don't understand. Obviously, like recently, they've been cracking down on this. This is doesn't. I mean, the thing is, this is the whole thing behind Xi Jinping's thing. Is like he's doing these tiger hunts. It's like anti-corruption, but that hasn't changged anything. I don't believe it for a second. Yeah, me neither. It's all they make token arrests. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it still goes on all the time. You know, they crack down on Dongguan, which um, somewhere else as. Maybe people don't know, but Dongguan was like the capital of prostitution for Mm -hmm. the world, which is Mm -hmm. it's about an hour or so outside of Shenzhen Mm -hmm. if you drive hour and a half to us. Yeah. And um, people would come there from all over the world, basically, and you know, because it's where all the factories yeah. are. It's, if you have a toy that says "Made in China," it's probably made in Dongguan. Yeah, like shoes mm-hmm. and things like that. They're all made there. Um, and I can promise you that if you know any foreigners that actually move to Dongguan and live in Dongguan, <laughs> you know that they're scum. Yeah, you know, they they probably not very good people. To Unless they're the city. outlier. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to say all of them, right, but like, right. especially back in the day, mm. if you've got someone who's been there for like I don't know, 10, 15 years, it's almost like a swear word. It's like, <laughs> yeah. where do you live, Dongguan? Then everyone's like, okay, yeah, yeah. There's only one reason you'd want to move there, unless of course you're part of a factory or something. Sure. Uh, anyway, the thing is, that got cracked down, mm. and they shut down all the brothels and stuff because it was getting too much attention, and they made a massive thing out of it. But then it crept back. I know people who live in Dongguan now. Of course. Now, it's still all there. It's just a little Dude, underground. Dude, any crackdown that happens in China, don't take it seriously whatsoever. They'll go crazy. They'll put it on the news, and then everything will go straight back. You know why? Why? Because all those people in the government are involved. Yeah, it's true. They want their Dongguan back. It's not separate. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's let's put the uh, video clip back on in the background. Because I just want to say, if you guys are hearing a weird 
that there's an ice cream truck going by, so that's okay. uh, what's in the background. Okay, thanks for that. Yeah, we we ordered ice cream. It's fine. It's about time. Finally. Yeah. So we're going to pause this a couple of times, but what I want you guys to see in the background here is um, <laughs> something that happened to us not that long ago. Nope. Um, can you explain what those are? Those are prostitute cards, and there's a phone number on there, and there are descriptions of the women that they can offer you. Most of these are ones that you call, and they will come to your hotel room or your house. Oh, there's Stefan. By That's the not way, a prostitute. He's not a prostitute. He was with us on this trip. That's yeah. why he's there. Yeah. And what happened was, is we went to a... Um, man, what's the name of that place again? Huyuan. Huyuan, yeah. We went to Huyuan. There's some beautiful roads to ride around. And we went into this hotel. So we kind of had a little bet, um, mm. and we, we guessed how many, like, prostitute cards we'd get shoved, get like under three the, or four. Yeah, shoved under the door and i guessed what like seven mm. and you guessed 13 how much did we end up with like 20 something i did get 13 but yeah. all of us did yeah right so it was like these this is just look we actually made this thing where like <laughs> we made it rain yeah sea milk's being rained on by prostitute cards my wife loves this <laughs> i mean it's it's the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen because here's this country where pornography is banned it's the most Morally so pure, yeah, yeah. Prostitution obviously is banned; it's illegal. And yet, you check into a hotel, you go out for dinner, and by the time you come back, you've got, you know, twenty, thirty odd prost. There they are, just like on the floor when you open the door of your hotel it, room. Just pause it for a second. I want people to have a little perspective as well yeah. for the root of this. Yeah. We keep saying, I think this doesn't make sense in countries with the rule of law. Yeah. When we say it's illegal, it's a hundred percent prosecutable and illegal and the punishment's much worse than the US. If they catch you, they detain you, they parade you around on the streets wearing like a funny t-shirt that says, I, you know. I bang whores. Yeah, all this kind of crap, yeah. Now, to give you a little perspective on this, this is also in Huyuan, by the way. Yeah. I was eating dinner, I was eating duck with my friend on a motorcycle trip, okay? Mm -hmm. A police officer showed up with a bunch of women that looked like brussies, but I'm not gonna judge, right? Yeah, yeah. And he bought a bunch of beers, and I'm like, well, I can only have one or two because i got to ride back to the hotel. What, women? No, beers. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. So one of yeah. the women is, like, balding. It was really gross. Anyway, um, you bought a bunch of beers, and he's like, what are you worried about? I'm a cop. Like, I'm not going to arrest you. You can ride back to your hotel. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, this is weird. So anyway, I, I got we got to drinking a little bit, and I asked him. I said, it's illegal to do this kind of stuff, you know, because mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. introduces prostitute friends. And then he started handing me some cards. He's like, absolutely not. It's totally fine here. You know that thing that Chinese people always say? Here is okay. Yeah, here yeah. is no problem. Yeah, exactly. Jilly winti. Yeah, it's because, you know, everything kind of goes down to the local level mm. in the government. And so, you know, as long as there's no Beijing official anywhere nearby, then they just kind of let everything slide. You know, Wenming Day. Yes. Every city has something called Wenming Day, which is like polite day. Yeah. It's the only time you'll see cops actually doing their job. Yeah. They put on white gloves and they're like yeah. organizing everyone, cracking down, taking motorcycles, shutting yeah. down the brothels. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, let's continue with the footage. So we went back to the hotel. This happens every time, by yeah. the way. This is not an isolated The worst is when they knock on the door yeah, when they you're do. sleeping. Or they phone you. Or they phone you, They just you, yeah. call you and they're like, they just pl plain out asks you, do you want us to send a woman to your room? Right. Because like, it's weird if you don't. You're yeah. a single man in a hotel? Yeah. Okay, can pause there. <clears throat> this is outside of a karaoke in uh, Longman. Let's explain the different setups. So you got yeah. cards. Yeah. Now what's this? 
Well, this is a karaoke. Mm-hmm. Um, We'd have which, shot this together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember I had to like really sneak. <laughs> yeah, there's thugs. Yeah, there. <laughs> there's thugs and stuff. So I had to get the get my little handy yeah. cam out. And I'm, I was like, on getting, lookout. Remember, yeah. I was like riding around. So I'm the like, perimeter. you know, shitting myself taking yeah. this footage, and the, the thugs are starting to come out, and I'm like, yeah. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> we were staying next door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't a very bright no, idea. It was stupid. <clears throat> anyway, these are these karaoke bars. They have the women lined up, mm-hmm. um, and. This, this wasn't that long ago. It was probably about a year ago we yeah. took this footage, right? Yeah. Um, and they basically have the women lined up. So it's advertising, mm-hmm. you know? And then you go in there and you choose the women that you want to. You ask them how old they are, yeah. how tall are you, that kind of stuff. And then they go and sing karaoke with you for a while, but it's actually just a brothel. You end up taking them home. Or to be honest, home, so. this setup that we're looking at right now, it's more common that these are just going to go straight to your hotel room. Yeah, that's true. If they're lined up at the door, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Usually in the, the karaoke situation, you'll go in your room and then you'll be presented. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, the little lot, flower boy yeah, will come in. A lot of these these places are just to... Straight up. Just attract you into yeah. the karaoke and yeah. see you can choose out of these yeah. women to go in. Um, anyway, let's can continue on. This is on the street, by the way. It's not. Oh, hidden. this is like next to the government building. This was on the main street. Yeah. The yeah. tax bureau is right yeah. next to it. Now here's in Beijing. I shot this um, uh, when I was doing Stay Awesome China. Mm. I was up in Beijing, and you know, again, this is a country where you know prostitution and stripping. pornography and stripping everything is illegal. Mm. This is in Beijing. In a main road. While I was filming this footage. Um, which I must have looked like a real creep, by the that way. It doesn't matter. I got the shot. Pause, <laughs> oh, it there. P- pause it on that. We'll get to that in a minute. But while I was filming that stripper footage, it's in Sunli Twin, which is a very, you know, that's where they stab foreigners and stuff, you know, that area. Um, <laughs> while I was filming it, a dude walked up to me and he's like, in very good English, he's like, hey man, you want girls? What kind of girls do you want? Send them to, mm. you know, your hotel room. I'm like, uh, Nah, dude, I'm fine. I'm married and stuff. It's like, doesn't matter, man. You're in Beijing. I'm a pussy manager. That's what I do. Mm. It's like really vulgar, disgusting stuff. But this is China, the real China. This is what you see when you're there. Um, I, uh, one time I said, I'm, no, I'm gay. Just to get, because they're, they're persistent, especially when you're sitting down. Yeah, it's and they keep coming back and they're like, that's no problem. That's no problem. I was like, God damn it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that. Um, I don't okay. know either. This I filmed in Shenzhen mm-hmm. on a on a the CDs post. everywhere yeah this is also very recent this mm. you know this is not like footage that I took 10 years ago when mm. this, sh- this stuff was everywhere this is something that I took last year December. it's a big resurgence now yeah there was a lull yeah. it's definitely coming back big so time. Um, I'd like us to take a look at what this sticker mm-hmm. on this lamppost by the way can you see in the background a little girl walking past there with a yeah, grandfather yeah. hand in hand a lot of these this, are nude breasts yeah this is in um, a, an urban village mm-hmm. out there in the market where everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it says there like a main new Shangmen Fu, yeah. which means pretty girl, come to your uh, door. Come to your door service. service. Yeah. Okay, so let's just take a look at some of the things. It's got quite sun, super shao shu. So you got a fast food option for four hours. Right. Um, and then you got bao fan, which means like the full service. Yes, basically. exactly. It means you're going to be full. Ten hours. Yeah. Ten hours. Okay. Now, if you take a look at the little categories they've got up there, I mean, mm-hmm. we've got Shuisheng, yeah. which is like, you know, 17 to ages 17 to 22. Mm-hmm. I've seen ones as low as 14, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and they're being advertised. You've got Office Lady for like 22 to 28 yeah. years old. And, uh, you know, like, pff, they're basically categorizing. And then underneath, you can see all the different things they do. They do the Binghua, which is the hot and cold service that they do with ice water and mm-hmm. hot water you can look that up on the internet if you're curious about what that is i didn't know about that before i got to china um you know <laughs> they've got i don't uh, want to sound like experts but it's so prolific that everyone yeah. talks about it i mean look the thing is you can that 
stuff over there that's written in black down there is basically telling you all the sexual things that they will do. You know what's funny is that you can see the ebb and flow of crackdowns as well, because mm -hmm. what they'll do in, in some of the cheekier ones without pictures, like yeah. let's say there's gonna be officials run, you'll see the advertisements, number one, not have pictures, yeah. and number two, use like super cryptic words. You gotta learn like the lingo. I remember near my house, I was asking Vivi, I was like, what the hell does that, why does it cost 100 RMB for a pumpkin job? What is a pumpkin job? And she's like, I don't know. But they changed the slang. Yeah. So yeah. that people like people just think it's a massage to place. To clean your dragon's clean gate. Clean dragon's gate. See long men, right? That yeah. You guys can guess what that means. Yeah. You just look up this crap. You'll figure it out. But <laughs> someone cracked down. It's cost extra. <laughs> nice. Uh, but you know, here it is. In public. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the thing. You've got grandparents and little kids walking past and they're right in your face they're advertising prostitution with a with underage number. girls yeah well i mean not for china i think the age of consent is 14 or something you then. know what the age of consent for prostitution is nothing because it's illegal <laughs> that's also right? true come on no, you're 100 percent correct there that's that's the thing it's illegal it's literally like if i put something on a lamppost in america that says join isis and buy drugs here call mm. this number get your one-stop shop yeah exactly get your terrorism <laughs> bomb needs you know it's what's it's what what it is the fbi would be looking for you yeah, yeah they, of they, certainly would. they certainly would i was gonna say i just wanted to chime in this is kind of tying back to i think a couple topics we've talked about on two separate occasions mm -hmm. one the marco polo effect yeah. uh phenomenon and also um just the immorality in general like i i think it's really interesting because people in america like obviously we have a sp in america and europe it's it's liberal democracy and you have all of this uh openness but at the same time in america especially things can be kind of puritanical mm -hmm. and uh, in regards to the uh your public behavior like if you if you found out that some guy that your next door neighbor like freaking uh had prostitutes over or something like that if, if you're if it's publicly known that you do that in the west you're like scum yeah you're yeah. like the lowest right. person and i it's interesting because it really i can see how people like those how you were saying i think in the last it was either previous episode or one before about like people getting stuck there mm -hmm. the uh loser back home might actually be someone who just uh they see they can get away with so much more in China right. and they don't want to go back because they go there and they're like, what this, I'm on another planet. I can right. live like a Roman emperor, Right. you know? Um, and yeah, I mean, just, I've never been to China myself, but it, this is, I've been to several countries and, but nothing like this. I can't imagine. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just, this the whole culturally acceptable thing. Like yeah. it is shocking as it was for Winston and I to see this stuff in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It very quickly becomes normal. It's not something we'd ever do, but it becomes yeah. normal for us to just see it. Right? The fact of the matter is, uh, as well, in the West, there's a lot of peer pressure to not do this kind of thing. Sure. You know, like like Diem was saying, people will call you a scumbag if mm. you've got prostitutes over every, every day at your house. Right. But when you're in China, it's so normal for just your average Joe to be, you know, Z-H-O-U, Joe, um, <laughs> to be doing stuff like this and your work colleagues yeah. and everyone else that you know does this. So you're weird. Yeah, so it becomes don't. socially acceptable. Right. And so people just kind of ignore it. Let's get back to the video clip so we can show what else is uh, coming up next. So I shot this, like I said, not too long ago, less mm. than a year ago, um, this particular little, little sign. But... Um, I want you to know that this is not an isolated incident. Let's pause on that. This, again, I picked up in like a very well-to-do sort of area of mm. Shenzhen. Remember, Shenzhen is a first-tier city. Mm -hmm. 
the place where you saw all those like prostitute cards in our you know in our room and stuff that is like a third fourth tier city and you expect that every time you go oh, to yeah dude you know i've done these motorcycle trips through china and um i was with another friend of mine tom and we rode into this um i can't even remember the name of this major or something mm. or wherever the hell that was i don't even know we drive into this city right this is just an example because this happens everywhere um and we drinking because that's what you do because mm -hmm. that's one lovely thing about china that i like a lot is the freedom to be able to drink wherever you want you sound like a real upstanding man absolutely so now the thing is what we would do is because we don't drink and drive that's no. something that no. Even though you can get away with it in China, I, I don't suggest anyone ever does. No. Because the traffic there especially is crazy and mm. you know, you can just wipe people out and yourself. So anyway, what we do is park the bikes at the hotel, get one of those rickshaws, go down to like the river or wherever that's interesting and just buy a bunch of drinks and beers and baijiu and whatever and just drink and walk around and explore. Mm -hmm. That's something that I've always loved about China and that's why well, you'll see both of us, we love that, right? Mm -hmm. So you'll always see these adventurous videos of ours on ADB China and, and, and elsewhere. Anyway, so, you know, you start to get talking to the locals. When you can speak Chinese, you know, it opens up a whole different oh, yeah. world to you. Yeah. So it's always like whenever you, whenever you get into a town, what do you do? You're getting drunk and you start asking people, so what, what is there to do in this mm. town? And every single time they're like, you can go get prostitutes over there or we you can go to that, that uh, you know, KTV there. It's, right. it's like what you do. the number one entertainment in these rural towns is prostitutes. Mm. Uh, which it can get a little tiring, you know, and you end up in those techno halls, you know, those little, yeah, yeah. Those little clubs because if Playing you, like Russian techno or whatever. Yeah, you know, when I was, especially when you're younger, you kind of like to go to bars I and clubs, to go all right? The time, yeah. So the Chinese idea of like a nightclub is usually this incredibly loud with these yeah. tinny speakers playing right. techno that you, you know, you remember like, uh, what was that? That uh, what was that like uh, Two Unlimited and stuff? Mm. Remember that? No. You don't remember that? Like from the. The, the 90s what the hell is it called it's called two unlimited don't ask me i'm even younger than yeah him. no no limits don't reach for this guy we, we didn't din, 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 din. you know that kind of crap but that's what they're get, playing in america we didn't really do oh. dance techno stuff that the, yeah. but i'm, I'm i talking know about, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, you know that for terrible sure. euro happy trash, hardcore happy they no, love yeah. that stuff. so anyway they play that kind of stuff with lasers and lights and stuff and you're sitting there trying to drink a water and there's always this guy and, there's always this guy the dj's like Da da do chi lai, <laughs> don't come me. You know what I mean? I mean, oh, son. And they'll bring out a fruit bowl. You know, the <laughs> yeah, fruit, the fruit, fruit with fruit the sparklers bowl. on it sometimes. Yeah. I mean, there's a charm to it, but uh, it was I, so fun. I think I went yeah. every week for a year. I, I just can't handle that. No, I'm not at this late stage oh of my, my life. I'll gosh. die. I'll just die from all the smoke because everyone's smoking and da da ho hi ma. Yeah, and then they have like communist songs and yeah, Russian with, communist with techno. techno. Yeah. yeah, it's Tetris terrible. And, like, yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah, you end up in those towns, you've got those and then prostitutes and that's mm. it. That's all they have to do in those places. So See, we just get introduced. We probably sound like experts, but you, you just get yeah. introduced so often. It's kind uh, of a thing guys do. So when you talk yeah. to other guys and it doesn't matter young they or old. They probably thought we were gay because we've never done it, right? You have to refuse these people and they probably think you're a weirdo. Absolutely. I, what I found was weird was there wasn't a, like an age barrier either. No. No. Uh, specifically one time uh, me and a friend of mine like I said we were out drinking and we we're talking and there's like a probably like a 10 year old boy mm. sitting at the same table because mm. you know you get together you start drinking with locals and so there's like an old dude there and he's like going ha ha go you know Ooh, do, doing this yeah, and then the yeah. little boy's like ha ha I'm like dude you're 10 years old come right, on you're right. not supposed to know about this stuff it's moral anyway 
uh, back to the whole moral thing. So let's take a look at this card. It says on there, Joling Ho, which means... After 1990. Yeah, so... They probably should update that. Yeah, they're like, women bought out, born after the 90s, you know? That means she could be 28. Yeah, that's true. So at least it's not too young. But, you know, it's just, like, pretty straightforward what these are about. Let's continue playing the, the clip here. Um, and again, guys, this is not some thing I sought out specifically to get. This no, is something I picked everywhere. up on the ground just walking in the streets of Shenzhen, a first-tier city. It's um, in every city, every village, every town. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, the, it's just so common. Mm. You don't see it much. And I know a lot of people are going to start accusing me and saying, like, oh, that's not everywhere in China, but it is. No, it's, it's everywhere. I, w I will say this to, to mm. devil's advocate. Not everyone does it. No, there sure. are professionals that think this is despicable. Of course, right? of course, but it's there. It's so prevalent. Yeah, right. You will be offered. And look, this is honestly why a lot of guys from the West have trouble with relationships with Chinese girls. Mm. Me included. Not because of prostitutes. It's because prostitution and mistresses are so prevalent in Chinese society that they have massive trust issues. I've, I've said this before. I think that women expect it so much, but it doesn't mean they accept it. Yes, right? they it, expect it, but they don't expect accept it. it. Yeah, and so they get paranoid, right? Yeah. They think you're just like everyone else, like maybe even their dads or their uncles, yeah. right? Yeah. That you're going to go around and you're going to go to KTVs and prostitutes and it's going to be part of your life, but they're going to have that weight. Man, because you know? the thing is, that the one thing that I've always refused my entire life is to ever cheat on anyone. Of course. That's something that I just would, I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So right. maybe it's a bit selfish, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I cheated on of my course. wife or my girlfriend. I mean, I think that's an in, innate thing that we should keep. I don't know, yeah. man. I know a lot of people have got no qualms doing sure, it. Sure. But, but I, yeah. the thing is, I wouldn't so, say it's normal. But for me, it was like the biggest insult uh, when I was dating Chinese girls that they wouldn't trust me. So I'd mm. go out for a couple of drinks with my friends mm -hmm. and my phone would not stop with the text messages. No. Where, are, where you? are you? What are you doing? You're so late. Yeah. Who are you with? Yeah, exactly. What's going Send a photo right now yeah. of where you are. You and know? show all your friends. Yes. Right? I've gotten it's that like, before. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so frustrating. And it's it really does put an end. It put an end to my first serious it's super annoying because you know you're not like yeah. that right and then they like if you don't come home now i'm going to you Break know just you. no it's even worse i'm just gonna go walk out into the street and kill myself yeah that, that kind, kind of, of thing and yeah. you don't need that in your life no it's like i'm not doing anything right for f's sake <laughs> for f's sake gosh darn it yeah <laughs> you know what i mean anyway uh let's just i kind of want to round this out. yeah let's um yeah I want to do my final statements on please, this. Please, please do. We're really focusing on prostitution. I know, it's not We're right. focusing on the fact that it's so prevalent in China. Which, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter where you where your spectrum is. Doesn't matter your opinion on that, yeah. right? What matters is that the way that it's portrayed to the rest of the world is that China is better than Western civilization, Western society, because we are moral and we don't have all of these Hollywood, disgusting, debaucherous uh, practices in our lives. Yes. And number two, my final statement is that the biggest victims of all of this are, I don't know, with a percentage, let's say 20, 30, 40% of these women that did not choose this life and were taken away from their families at a very young age, just like your, your friend, yeah, yeah. your friend's girlfriend. Yeah. And had no say Not a very in this good friend to have right. a girlfriend like But that. that's where a lot of this kidnapping comes from. And it's a lot of these little girls from the villages that won't be missed. They won't Dude, be missed. I did that whole video about kidnapping yeah. and it, it makes me mad. It it's makes the worst feature mad. of Chinese culture. And I shouldn't say culture. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out here quickly. Uh, this is one of the things I hate about China. Mm. If anyone wants to ask me, do you hate China? No. I don't hate China. But one of the things I do hate about China is that people 
defend this kind of shit. And the way they defend it is they they try to pretend like it's not there. Right. Or that it's and, a small problem. Yeah. When you when you Showing. pretend something isn't there, it hurts people. Right. It's like if I see a poisonous ass snake in your garden, right? right? And your kids playing around right. in the garden and I don't tell you about it. Or if someone says, "Oh, he has a snake," and he's going like, "Nah, no, nah, there are more poisonous snakes in Europe," mm. something like that. Mm. What does that help? Your kids are running around in the freaking garden; they're going to get <laughs> right. bit, right? They're right. going to die. Right. So you know, all these people that are always trying to say, "Ah, it's not a big deal; it doesn't exist." You know, you Westerners are worse. Right. You end up hurting the the people that are involved in all of this because it it doesn't seem like a serious problem. It's then. the apathy that you I know? hate. It's yeah. the apathy. It's like, oh, it's just normal. Yeah. yeah. Kidnapping. Oh, yeah. Well, so what? It's worse in America. Like when I first saw my first burn victim kid yeah. on the street begging, I literally wanted to cry because yeah. it's horrifying to mm-hmm. see a child like that. Mm-hmm. And then you ask your, whoever you're with, your girlfriend, yeah. your Chinese friend, and they're like, ah, don't just don't look at him. Just don't look at him. Here's them. a little test. If you ever want to know if someone, if a Chinese person loves China, mm-hmm. criticize something in China. And if they start whataboutism and saying... Oh yeah, well, gun violence and school shootings in America. Then you know they don't love China, and they're they're actually fucking ashamed of China yeah. so much that they cannot talk right. about the real issues. Right. That they have to divert attention right. to America or some other thing. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, well, this happened there," and that's because they're ashamed of their own country and mm-hmm. the shortcomings. And that's where you can retort and say, "You gotta understand, China." Yes, they don't. Yes, they don't. Those people. So I mean, the thing is. When you meet a Chinese person who will actually say to you, yes, these are problems in China, but you know, they're, they're getting better and mm-hmm. we're fixing them. We want to make it better. That's someone who actually loves China. The people that actually go out there and start those websites for lost children and yes. try to help people because there's millions of people that do that, yeah. right? But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's the freaking minority, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. you don't care about strangers there. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I had to get that out there. Uh, we did talk about mainly prostitution here, strangely, but remember, we have to touch on drugs as well. Sure. Um, drug taking, as you know, mm. is China's Achilles heel. Mm. If you want to uh, basically mm. take over China, drop a bunch of opium in there. Mm. We've seen it happen before. Mm-hmm. China blames all of its problems on the opium wars. Mm-hmm. Um, rightly so. It decimated the country. Sure. This addiction was terrible. One so, might say it's the same with fentanyl. And, oh, no, it is. It's them getting their revenge, yeah. 100%. They're not going to stop supplying fentanyl to the they West. They just seized like two, 200 tons or something in Mexico yeah. from China. Yeah, no, China's loving it. They're laughing their asses if you, off. If you, if you <laughs> uh, take the fentanyl and you yeah. actually do the lethal dosages, the amount that they just seized could kill 10 billion people. So Holy the whole crap. world. Holy crap. That's <laughs> yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, no, the thing is, though, uh, drug use is very common in China. It um, is. I don't know why people don't understand this. They, they push it as if it's a foreign disease, as if it's only foreigners or drug people. And, you know, that's when, when they catch these English teachers mm. smoking weed or whatever, mm. and they make examples out of them, and they detain them, and they deport them. Right. And all that kind of stuff. They're like, look at these terrible foreigners trying to corrupt our moral society. Right. Meanwhile, walk around in a small village. Dude. Everyone's on meth and yeah. ketamine. They, that's and the thing is, Chinese people don't smoke weed. No. But there's so much meth, heroin, and ketamine. Yeah. You go to Yunnan, it's heroin. There's yeah. whole villages that are addicted yeah. to heroin. Yeah. You go to these uh, granny production places where these grandmothers are making meth in Guangdong, near where we lived. Yeah. Tons yeah. and tons of these clandestine yeah. places. Yeah, remember that whole village that got shut down? Yeah. The whole village was only making meth. And the, the, all the family members, the kids, the Yeah, and they paid off all the local government yeah. and stuff. So it got so big, they had we've to send been SWAT teams. Yeah, we've been offered drugs so many times yeah. either at KTVs, just on the street when we're eating yeah. dinner. It's not as big of a problem 
percentage-wise as someplace like America. Well, the, the but, fix it, yes. but the fact that every single karaoke bar that you go into has to play like a 10-minute advert anti-drug thing. about like don't take drugs before you even start. If you're riding a motorcycle or driving in any village, yeah, it, yeah. you'll see these huge billboards and they'll have opium poppies and crystal meth and needles like, and it'll be like guns and, and skulls and like SWAT team yeah, <laughs> killing exactly. people and stuff. Dr drugs are actually a huge problem yeah, in huge, China. Absolutely. which is overlooked by everybody. It's very regional. And also it's overlooked by a lot of the foreigners that live there because they don't go into these rural no, areas. No, no, no. It's no. prevalent in the rural it areas is. where you There's kind of have a do. you have a situation, especially like the village where we used to rent our bike shop. Mm. The the people don't have to work. No. They literally they had they own this piece of land. So now they're getting well, paid. They, didn't, by the, they own their yeah, house. Yeah. yeah. So now they're they're in the the easy seats, mm -hmm. the pound seats, because the government's paying them for the land, right? Yeah, and they they're give them get, Yeah, and they're giving them a place to live and everything. So these guys sit around; they're bored as Nothing hell. Nothing to do. They so do drugs. They literally wake up. You see them drinking baijiu mm -hmm. at like nine in the morning, which for those of you who don't know what baijiu is, it's like fifty eight percent, what yeah. hundred hundred and twelve proof. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's all over the board. Yeah, and they just drink in this crap, playing mahjong, and then they take drugs because they're mm -hmm. bloody bored. And, and they get tired from all the baijiu. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's it's bigger than you think. So that's why the whole idea behind soft power hour is to shed a little bit of light mm -hmm. on what China's really it's like. It's not the pristine society, and that's no. why you can never, ever, ever believe the state uh, the state figures that they give to the world uh, statistic things yes, about yes, crimes. Yes, yeah. It's much much more than you think it is absolutely especially when you see it with your own eyes yeah so yes it's not about shitting on china or chinese no. people this is shitting on the the falseness yeah own up to it own up to it so you can fix the problem right? no one's gonna say america doesn't have a drug problem of course come on Bloody you have to face it homeless zombies all yes. over california yeah. man pieces of crap can't stand them really you know yeah. <laughs> anyway just saying um yeah so that's soft power hour. Yeah. I think we can wrap it up. Let's get some questions, yeah. some super chat questions. All right, I've been getting too heated in the chat, so forgive me. Uh, uh, people are complaining your mic gain's too low. Can you turn it up in the back? Uh, just speak closer to it rather okay. than messing All right, then I'm out of shot. I'm out of frame, so you guys will just get to see my my eyes. But uh, okay. let's see. Edward Berry. Can people in Hong Kong flee to another country like Taiwan? If so, do you think many of them are prevented due to facial recognition technology? Um, no. He said people in Hong Kong? No, people in Hong Kong are free to go wherever they want. Yeah, for sure. Number two, Taiwan just opened up like refugee status for Hong Kongers, so yeah. a lot of them are going there. You know, um, there's a reason they call Vancouver Hongcouver. Mm. It's because pretty much after 1997, or just before 1997, I should say, because a lot of the rich Hong Kong people were afraid worried, that yeah. the communist China was just going to railroad them and just, you know, steamroll Hong Kong over. Everyone laughed, and then look at what's happening now. Well, basically, the the rich people got out. Yeah. Um, and even though a lot of them went back, they still put their footprint down. Mm. They, they moved their assets mm. over to, to Vancouver. They bought property. Um, they basically brought their families mm. over there, got their citizenship, all mm. that kind of stuff. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what they do. They, they escape if they can, basically. Yeah, mm. true. Thank you. You want to bust through? We have like a lot of super. We that, we got what we asked for. You, <laughs> we asked people <laughs> yeah, to super guys. chat, and we're getting them. So you want to do some more? Yes. Uh, North Korea seems to be a far more immoral country than is China, and what's disturbing is China's friendliness towards them. That's from Jordan T. Russo. Do you guys want to comment on that? Sure. I think I think they share so many parallels, and I think they're allies. Yeah, for Come sure. On. I think that they're friends. The potential for immorality in North Korea has got to be rife. With that one party <laughs> yeah. stay in the countryside, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. You know, no, Matthews North, is huge in North Korea. Uh, North Korea is worse than China for sure. 
I mean, yeah, we, we met North Koreans and yeah. we see how bad it is. Well, yeah, I mean, we've got stories that we can't, we, we haven't been able to share yet. Mm-hmm. And that's just because we didn't want to put people's lives in danger. Yeah, because our friend is in jail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Political jail. Because of that. I mean, do you think it's, is that more in terms of what the government does as opposed, because I feel like with China, what you were describing, it's more about what the government doesn't do. Like they just let all prostitution and all that stuff happen. Is, like, is that the same thing in North Korea? I think I think that you people think that one party states look very scary and authoritarian on surface, but there's so many cracks in the system that stuff just slips through. You've got to understand Corruption. that China's a lot bigger mm. and it's a lot harder to govern than a small little hermit state like North Korea. Yeah, but the governance of North Korea is very bad. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah. Anyway, that's, anyway, we'll figure that out when we go to North Korea when we get like I don't know, no, kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Big Tech said, "How high is up?" Up is just a social construct, dude. You need to recognize that. Uh, Anon555, $10, thank you, said, throwing a little tip in the can, the Shanghai Costco reminds me of Gaithersburg MD Costco, a large Chinese population shop there. Uh, you want to comment or shall I? I mean, look, it is what it is. Uh, when you you see the milk powder stuff going on in Australia, for instance, mm. there's footage you can watch of those same demographics, those same middle-aged women mm. and men literally doing exactly the same as they were fighting over that pork. Mm. They are fighting over the milk powder. Mm. So it's just that demographic. They export it all over. It's so, a lost generation. It doesn't yeah. matter where they are. It's going. It's very difficult for them to break their habits. Yeah. And so uh, honestly, if you are Chinese and you brought your um, grandparents or parents over with you to whatever country you're in, please teach them some manners or at the very least chain them up to the burglar bars. <laughs> and like pour cold water on them every time they try to do something like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> jokes. <laughs> jokes, jokes, jokes. Uh, Obviously. Guanxi or more questions? More, we'll do a couple more. We'll do two more questions. Cool. Jacob1986 gave us, I don't know what CA is, California dollars? Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, said, is Christianity censored in China? Fan since 2013. Um, Not it is, really. It's legal, but they are shutting down massive amounts of churches. The thing is, um, s- the state, um, how could you say, condoned mm. version of Christianity is fine. So they have their own Bible. It's yeah. been redacted, and yeah. you know they've taken out things about reincarnation mm-hmm. and stuff. And you know they've made it very much along with the party line. They're making anyone that works in the government and students uh, swear off religion now. Yeah, in yeah. a lot of schools, they have to say, "I will never believe in God. I believe in the party." That kind of stuff. It's going. It's reverting. So I'm going to say. Tentatively, it's still legal. It probably will get banned. Yeah, 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 that's true. Mm. All right, next one. Chad Hurst said, can I, I can virtually hear my Chinese ex-fiance, super loyal to the party, saying, so what? You guys do the same in America. How to respond? Did he say say, ex-fiance? Yeah. Well, you don't need to respond, do you? No, you don't. But you know what you do, what you say in that situation? Because this this happens a lot with me. It's like, I'm talking about China, Mm -hmm. not America. Mm. That's quite simple it's kind of funny how they they're always using america as an example on my videos because i'm not american no but they think i am right or they think that america just represents, represents. everyone they're um, giving america too much credit yeah so when they say that oh yeah what about your shithole country what about your this or that you know or they do say south africa occasionally it doesn't matter man i'm not talking about that it's like if i drink uh I don't know, a glass of milk and the milk's off and I'm like, man, this milk's off. And they say, oh yeah, well the milk in, I don't know, what's a popular chain of 
Uh, Walmart, yeah, the, okay. the milk in Walmart's off. I'm like, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> this milk that is drank's off, and right. it's going to make me and everyone else in the room sick. So shut up about Walmart and look at what's in front of you. I mean, I honestly, the real advice is just to avoid that kind of conversation. If you're dealing with people that are going to pull the most low-hanging fruit arguments like yeah. that, you're never going to win. You're never going to get through to it. I I must say that this. You know, in, in the past, I might have said, well, if someone's going to be like that, just don't even date them. Mm. But that's not fair. No. And especially since I have similar, there, there are similar sensitivities in my uh, marriage mm. and every relationship I've had. You have to still understand that there are certain, Sorry. like, no, seriously. You got to understand. Yeah, you got to understand. <laughs> <laughs> you got to understand, China. Honestly, um, there are certain things which people, when they're brought up with, it's ingrained in you and mm. it's not easy to get rid of it's just it's possible not. It's just... of course so you know you can't expect someone to just see from things from your point of view you have to have a little bit of leeway uh, so yeah that was my when, point yeah when you know that there's something that's sensitive that's going to honestly upset them uh, irrationally upset mm-hmm. them you know it's irrational just don't talk about diffuse it diffuse and educate yes later yeah, exactly. Don't you're not gonna have a rational discussion. I get you into, have to be you like, know, like I've I've gotten into a lot of arguments um, with my wife simply because of that knee jerk reaction. Mm. Where a lot of Chinese people they will think that if you are uh, talk if you say something that you don't like about China, mm. you're criticizing an aspect. Mm. They think that you're criticizing China and Chinese right. people, including them, because that's kind of yeah. I was gonna say that means yeah, them. It means mm. like you're actually physically like saying. If that I say you, something bad about South Africa, it's, be, it's I'm literally talking about you are yeah, South Africa. That's how they think. Exactly. If you say something bad about South Africa, I'll agree with you. Right, but that's not how it works. No, right? but yes, it would be as like you say. I don't know, South African sports teams suck. Um, mm. And I say, like, what? You think I suck? You know, that's kind of the thing. It is. So when you start, it's very easy to pick up on that. When you see that reaction, mm. rather than getting into a heated argument, mm. let it settle. Yeah, when you see it go sour, calm and, down. And then let them think about it a bit. Mm-hmm. Try not to bring it up. And, no. and hopefully in the future you can talk about it rationally. But you've got to let people calm down. It's that knee-jerk defensive reaction and the more amped up you get about it the more amped up they're going to get about it exactly the bigger man like calm down you know what it's like everybody has a bit of that defensiveness in them Mm. and uh it doesn't help getting into a heated debate when someone's on the defense Mm. it's just going to make them um stick to their guns more Mm. so yeah we are running out of time so let's rip through guanxi corner yes guanxi corner let's hit it we're way over time oh well (laughs) I enjoy spending time with our subscribers. I do. I do as well. I want people to have a nice, succinct episode to watch back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. I got it. What's new? Uh, Costco opening in Shanghai. So, hi, guys. This is less of a question, more of a warning. My wife and I are ESL teachers in Beijing, and we we were approached by our boss to go on a paid holiday to Hainan Island. We were told all expenses were paid for, and we simply had to post about our trip on social media. Upon arrival, we were escorted for a photo shoot, which took four hours, in front of the hotel we were staying at. We were taken to dinner with the tourism board, where more photo sessions ensued. At 8 o'clock, we were finally able to relax around the hotel, but our guide called us at 8.30 and told us we had to go to a nightclub where we'd have drinks with important people. Turns out, it was a huge white monkey club promotion, and we were up till 1 a.m. I don't want to bore you with the details, But this went on for five days, and when we tried to escape from certain events, our guide got impatient and said we could lose our jobs in Beijing. We met met other foreigners, like an Instagrammer from Thailand, an Australian YouTuber, and many others. No one had a good time. 
Beware of all the, these all-expense-paid trips from the Chinese Tourism Board. They are not worth it. Um, and then there's another question at the bottom. Was I supposed to read no, that? that? Okay. Also, I was going to say, isn't you, Seamilk, recently ranked all the provinces? Wasn't Hainan, like, at the bottom? Yeah, Hainan was the E tier, I believe. I think E was the lowest. It's not that bad. You got Hainan. <laughs> no, this happens. I've got Hainan sucks. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, but it's got it's an overpriced hot hellhole. Yeah, it's got beaches. Ooh. <laughs> Go to it's the Hawaii of China. Yeah, or the Maldives, as they like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, come exactly. up with all these No, um, honestly, I did a video all about this, mm. um, and. It happens very often. You and I get emails almost every, every week. Every day now. I'm getting them daily now. <laughs> What's that dinosaur, dinosaur museum? <laughs> they won't leave me alone. Yeah. I told them I'd, I'd go to the dinosaur museum in Sichuan for $100,000. And then they said, okay, what's your demographics? I don't think they realized how much I was asking yeah, for. Yeah, that, that, you're just taking he, a piss. Hunan yeah. uh, Communist History Tours. Do, do I look like the kind of person that would be into that? No. Yunnan. Hainan, Yunnan, everywhere. Almost on a daily basis saying, you don't have to pay a cent. You got five free days vacation. You're going to be able to do whatever you want. Now, this is a two, two-pronged attack mm. because right now China's trying its best to boost its international image. Mm. Okay, so they think the way that they can do this is to get popular Instagrammers and social media influencers to, to go and gush mm. about China. So I think you will start to find this a lot. If you go look on YouTube, you'll see girls running around and like, mm. oh, it's so amazing. The food's great. The people are so friendly. Now, you know, those those are all paid, by the way. That's literally, they're being paid. Their accommodation's being paid. Their flights are being paid. They're being paid a little bit of money on the side. But there's a, a very dark side to all of this because <laughs> although the initial thing is about the tourism and, you know, presenting China in a nice way, which is totally fine. There's, yeah, there okay. are some beautiful places yeah. in China and China is a fantastic place to visit and travel. Yeah, like, absolutely it. is. But the people that are organizing these things for the government, and it's not that government's fault. The no. government, the, the tourism board is like, we need these foreigners. And a slimy agent says, I can I get this. you. I got this. I'm going to get you Instagrammers. I'm going to get you people with all these followers. And then those are the guys that are trying to contact us. Now, those guys go around. And what they do is they go to local restaurants, local clubs. They approach them and they say, hey, if you pay us, I don't know, however much, 100,000 RMB, I will get your club to be on all the social media all over you're going to be on instagram it's a blatant gonna, lie. yeah which they don't end up doing no. but they go and they get money from every single restaurant hotel they get everything for mm. free obviously mm. so the meals and the, mm. the hotel accommodation and then they basically march these slaves these mm. foreign slaves that they've roped into this which Just milk them i gotta be honest it's actually not legal because no. you're not allowed no i mean you're not actually allowed to work no. in china unless you have a, a visa from that company so right. what's happening here is you're actually working mm. it's not legal you're getting no. paid you're getting free accommodation flight around by some random agent it's definitely not allowed on a tourist visa nope. it's not allowed on a business visa and it's only allowed on a work visa if you work for that agency anyway that aside they get marched around and this agent's just collecting huge mm. kickbacks Millions. from Every restaurant and club and every place that they go, and the government they're scamming them and the foreigners, and the government's paying them as well to yeah, organize yeah, this. Yeah, I forgot. The foreigners end up basically going on an all-expense-paid trip, but they're not actually paid nope. real money. You're going to be drunk the entire time, literally. Yeah. The nightclub thing is relentless. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. So uh, I just wanted to put a warning that that is a good warning. Yeah, if thank you, you for get sharing offered that. this thing, unless mm. you're look. If you're do young, it a, do it for the if lulls. you're a young guy and you just want to be drunk and 
go out and have free food and stay in five-star hotels. Remember, it's a five-star hotel, but you only get to stay there for like four hours, yeah. and then you have to pack your bags <laughs> yeah. to go to the next five-star hotel. <laughs> You're not going to get any sleep. No, you, it's not like you can unpack and relax and you know no. see the view. Get ready to um, smile in front of a lot of crap be, You're going to be on TV. You're yeah. going to be part of the local propaganda. You're going to be... They're going to lie about who you are in Chinese. So if you don't speak Chinese, they'll probably be like, this diplomat. Dude, they're going to paint your face like uh, Beijing Opera. Yeah, yeah. Happened to a friend of mine. Chi Pao's. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did a video about this, but anyway, uh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Beware of these. Beware of these. Cool. All right, we gotta hurry Let's up. hit our next segment. Uh, oh yeah, we need a question. Yeah. So, uh, Halton Clint gave us ten dollars. Thank you. Said China is the most most amoral country. They're like Nietzsche's Ubermensch if the Ubermensch was five three and skinny, high on narcissism spectrum and low on the T. Yeah. Well, you see, like I don't, I don't want to get into this whole denigration thing. Mm. Like I said, it's there's a there's a very fine line to walk here. I'm calling out the hypocrisy and the bullshit yeah. Yeah. from the government. I'm not calling out Chinese people. No, I think Chinese people. I don't want to start talking about their height or anything like no. that because it's not true. Northern Chinese people are tall as hell, much taller mm. than me. Mm. You know, you get short Chinese people in the south of China. Yes, but it's not about ooh Chinese people bad. What I'm trying right. to say is that the government's portraying this fake ass image, right, right. and it's completely against what That's it's really, point. really like. That is the point. And the real victims are the the actual people, right? You Especially know, the good people, yeah. That don't participate. Do you think you this. want this kind of crap going on in your neighborhood? Imagine no. your kid has to walk past prostitutes and pimps and drug nonsense mm. every day mm -hmm. it's just and it's there it's in all the villages and other and disfigured yeah. children yes exactly anyway anyway sorry next, next question uh, uh, june gave us five dollars are chinese real patriots uh, depends on the definition of the word i suppose nationalists yeah. for sure yeah patriots is like that's patriotism is when you're willing to do something about it right yeah um pa patriotism is like you really will step forward and like yeah, kind of die saying. for your country yeah. and stuff um some of them well, I'd, I'd say it's fairly simple. Just how many Chinese people would leave China if they were given the chance? Sure. That's a good way to the look at it. The ones that stay and have the means to leave? Yeah, like let's, leave. let's say you offer a Chinese person, mm -hmm. an, an American or Canadian nationality, you walk up to them they say, listen, you can have Canadian nationality mm. and $100,000, mm. you know, and you can choose to take it or you could choose to stay sure. with a hundred thousand dollars. You can keep the hundred thousand dollars in China, I guess. Let's make it fair. There's absolutely no way to, to quantify this, but I would say I think it's very easy because people vote with their feet, and when people get rich in China, they don't stay in China. No, for sure. If you really want to break down the statistics, anyone with the means to leave—I shouldn't say anyone, but a huge chunk of them leave. Yeah, huge chunk. Yeah, you know whether they have an intention to, to integrate or not. Also, even if they want to stay in China, the rich people are always investing overseas rather than oh, yeah. in China. Yeah, yeah. So it also shows you a lot into that mindset. Mm. Um, it's kind of like I've always had that beetle analogy. Mm. You know, when you have a beetle, so you you know you, this is your this is your everything. Mm. You will defend it with your life. Sure, it's like this is my nationality. Mm. This is what I got, and I love my country, and I love being Chinese, and I love everything about it. There's nothing wrong with that, but it no. does get irrational. Right. The thing is. If you're going to be that way and someone comes along and says, well, hey, man, here, you, you want to get a Porsche? Here, you mm. can have this Porsche. Then you gotta, you, you've got to say, no, no, I prefer my Beetle. Mm. You can't be like, oh, yeah, fuck that Beetle. I got the Porsche now. Right. You know? Yeah. Stupid well, analogy. anyway, um, let's go to the last segment, which is Worldview. Yeah, Worldview, where we talk about news around the world. 
This actually did happen. Yes. Well, one of them happened. It's it's kind of uh, it's kind of funny. This first one is hilarious, okay. and Chinese people are this. They started this meme. It's funny in China as well. So let's go back to the video playback and uh, let's see what's coming up next. So for all our listeners, you're currently looking at a black screen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Let's pause it. Look right at there. these four sexy ladies. Damn. <laughs> looking good. I, Something's I mean, off here. I, I don't know about this, man. Okay, so the People's Daily China, they tweeted this out, which they have since removed. Well, this is a Facebook post because, well, it's a copy No, they did the remove yeah. the tweet. Yeah. It says... Someone <laughs> overstepped their job description at People's Daily. Yeah. They said, a picture of four athletes who won the women's 4x400 relay at the annual Chinese Athletics Championship has become a trending topic on Chinese social media. The gender of two athletes in Hunan team, Liao and Tong, in the middle of the first pick, was called into question. Lots of netizens say, judging from how they look or how they speak, it's hard to tell if Liao and Tong are women. The Chinese Athletic Association later announced that both athletes are women. What's your take on this? I mean, it's quite simple, right? This is not the first instance of this. This is for the lulls. This is very funny. I'm Obviously, sorry, they tried to get away with I it. Don't, I don't know if any of those women, maybe the one on the far definitely, right. No, the, the two on the oh. outside are definitely women. Yes, that's right. The two in the middle are. There's no way that's Those are woman. dudes. Those are bros. Yeah. Tong Liao. Tong Liao. Um, yeah. Anyway, this is not the first time. I mean, you saw the 2008 Olympics. You had the... <laughs> tong, tong Liao. <laughs> tong Jimen Hao. Yeah. Tong Liao. Comrades right there. <laughs> yeah. um, you had the, the 2008 Olympics where they yeah. had uh, gymnasts who perform better if they're underage. Yes. But they have to be in a certain age, and China just lied about their just age. Just lied about their age. The doping people. Yeah. You have uh, situations where, like, um, they had the girl singing the national anthem, but she wasn't pretty enough, so she was actually lip syncing and had yeah, an ugly yeah. girl do it. Yeah. This happens often, um, but I think the internet community in China just got a real big kick out of it because there was no effort here. At I least mean, put on a wig. Yeah. This this is also another another good insight is that the Chinese netizens are the ones that are bringing this up and yeah. really like saying like what the hell man well i think you that's know? why people's daily commented on it because yeah. they thought it was funny right yeah. they took it down because some boss is like this is making us lose face yeah yeah, yeah exactly no seriously the those two in the middle mm. those are they bros. are totally not women no maybe they identify as women though well i mean you have pictures of them in different things look all oh, right right come on yeah it's not those are they're just dudes well whatever i think it's kind of funny who knows what that's all about let's uh yeah. Let's just continue on with this. Um, <laughs> so there's another thing which, okay, there should be some audio coming up in this next clip. And I want to oh, listen, just you got to listen to what this, uh, what's being said here. Let's pause it on this laughing cup here. If you can get it back. I'm gonna, to I'm gonna give a little, uh, what's it called? A little context, and then you yeah. can talk about the hypocrisy. Sure, there. sure. So this is in Canada. Yeah. And as you guys know, the Hong Kong protests, very quickly, they're protesting the extradition bill to China and for more democratic rights in Hong Kong. These protests have spread abroad now. Sure. Like pretty much every major city around the world that allows such a thing has these pro-Hong Kong democracy, anti-China protests. Mm. 
And what's been happening is that China, China very Chinese nationalist people that you're either, either getting paid or they're super so they, angry. They're the United this. Front. The United Front. It's called the United Front. That's what they do. They're being sent to these Western countries or kind of propped up in these forums and stuff and wishing messages to go and say, no, one China, we are a unified China. That's right. So what happened here? Well, okay, it's kind of funny. So you've got the um, Hong Kong protesters, the pro-democracy guys, mm. and they're facing off against a massive crowd of the pro-Beijing, mm. pro-CCP guys. So the pro-Hong Kong guys are shouting, free Hong Kong, Which free Hong Kong, yeah. free Hong Kong. So to retaliate, <laughs> the pro-Beijing people start shouting, free China, free <laughs> China, free China. <laughs> this is you're so rich. I know. So you can see even the cops laughing there right. because they don't know what they're saying. Right. That's that's the most hilarious thing in the world because someone <laughs> someone in that pro Beijing crowd actually because yeah. there were so many press statements about it yeah. and they were, they admitted they they were mistaken they're caught up in the heat of the yeah, moment exactly. so they acknowledge that this is the IP theft that I like to see yeah. this yeah. is like we couldn't come up with our own slogan so we just copied what they were Free saying China. <laughs> which is indeed yeah indeed yeah, we, I, we agree I, I agree with that um, you know there is one big pity about these um, sort of pro Beijing demonstrations and that is that it's not always representative in fact very seldom representative of the feelings of the actual Chinese people no, no, no. that live in these no. countries overseas because when you've got uh, a family that's immigrated to Vancouver for instance or wherever this is Toronto, Toronto or yeah. something they've taken so much risk to move to a new country to set themselves up and they moved there for a reason mm. you know you don't leave your country for any other reason other than the fact that it's not good enough for you. Mm. Okay, I would not have left South Africa if it wasn't such a, a piece of shit country. Sorry, mm. I know I'm being very vulgar in this episode. It's okay. Just, I, I like um, it. I like the change. Why would I leave the country of my birth if I had opportunity there? You wouldn't. If I could build my career there. I mean, you, you know, might live somewhere else to I, travel. I might, and I might see travel. Yeah. I might take gap years. I might go around the world here mm. and there. But I would still want to live where I was born, sure. where all my friends are right. and where my family are. So these people that take these big risks, it's because they're looking for business opportunities. They're mm. looking for a future for their, their family, maybe a different kind of education, maybe you know a little bit more surety in the, the air quality and the food quality and stuff. So they move over and they set up businesses and they take a huge risk and they spend so much time and money. They're not going to be running around the streets saying China number one, no. you know, no. democracy is bad because that's not why they moved there. These guys that you see here are either flying in or they are these like radical student groups because, you know, when you're young, come on, man, college students all over the world love communism. It's just, mm. it's, <laughs> no, honestly, it's like some kind of a stupid phase everyone goes through when they realize that they're actually kind of insignificant, mm. you know, and that the only way they're ever going to get anywhere in life is that if everyone just gives it to them, mm. you know, and so they get to this point in their life where they're like, Communism's the answer. Che Guevara yeah. is awesome, yeah. and uh, they make all these stupid mistakes. So yeah, that's where it's coming from. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I would really not discount the fact that Beijing is pushing a lot of this. Uh, Do of not course. think this is the free will of everyone in the crowd. Look, a lot actually. You know, you and I have both seen the messages on WeChat and yeah. stuff where they're offering to pay people to yes. do this. So they actually say, if you go to this rally, mm. you know, send a photo of yourself there and you'll get like a Hongbao. Or they usually actually pay their families in China. Of course. So, like through Weixin. Anyway, mm. that's a quick uh, rundown on that. Thought it's it was a funny, funny foible. Mm -hmm. uh, DM, we got to rip through some questions. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Before, before we do, can we just... Uh, address one thing someone said are there instances of mainland chinese going into hong kong in solidarity 
with the pro-democracy. Yes, 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 there are. Fairly recently, they've uncovered quite a few. Yeah. But they have to cover their identities. And Remember they that they take careful. a huge risk yeah. to do that. Because, Those are the heroes, man. Yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't forget that, um, you know, the Tiananmen Square mm. thing happened, right? Yeah, and yeah it did. <laughs> it happened, and the kind of people that were there you know, protesting for democracy were Chinese people, yes. mainland Chinese yes. people, okay? They exist. This is an underlying desire for all human beings is to be free and right. in charge of Do your own destiny. Do not hate China. No. Do not hate China. It's hate not, its policies. Yes, hate the, the policies that kind of entrap people. Hate the people. fact that they treat their citizens like absolute babies and children. Yeah, you and know? also the, the fact that if you do, like these people are, if you do go to Hong Kong to join the protesters on the pro-Beijing side and you're recognized, you know, your family's at risk, you're at risk you your mean entire on the pro life. Hong Kong side. I mean, the pro, yeah. that's what I meant, sorry, pro Hong Kong side. Um, you're at risk. Mm -hmm. It's really not cool. You know, China's number one in the world when it comes to suppression, oh, yeah. doxing, mm. human flesh mm -hmm. search, you know, basically destroying a person's life, you know? Absolutely. It's, that's what they can do. Right. Well, it's how they maintain, you know, power. <laughs> yeah. When, Why else would when it you, exist? When you leave China as a Chinese citizen and you move overseas, you're not free. Because no. if you've got even one strand of DNA yeah, I was going to say, you better not left, be related to anyone. Yeah. If you're an orphan or something, you're okay. But if yeah. you've got family back there or business interests or anything, you're still under the thumb of... China because they can threaten that and keep you silent or mm. do whatever they need to do. Mm -hmm. It's an unfortunate fact and it's something that happens all the time. Yeah. They try the same tactics on you and me yeah. all the time, mm. but we're, we're lucky in the fact that we're not Chinese citizens, so yeah. we can escape. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's rip and tear through these things. Adam L., I have YouTube Premium. If demonetized, do you still get a percentage of premium revenue? Love both your channels and podcasts. Keep up the great work, guys. Hashtag buy Bitcoin. So when you go into the, why are you laughing? <laughs> Just so when you Bitcoin, I, man. Yeah. Anyway, it's vaporware. Uh, <laughs> here we go again. Yeah. Um, so anyway, when you go into analytics, um, if you, hey, you are, want a Bitcoin, I got a cup of Bitcoin for you. Here. Thank you, dude. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Um, I'll drink some Bitcoin. <laughs> dude, Sorry. don't choke. <laughs> um, <laughs> so much worth so much money. Anyway, um, that was a joke, but yeah. Tell you crypto traders. Uh, when you go into the analytics of YouTube, if we are monetized, it will tell us what percentage we got from YouTube Premium subscribers, mm -hmm. and it's actually a bigger chunk than what ads pay us, which is cool. Yeah. The problem is when you get demonetized, you get nothing. Yeah. Bye bye zero. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's just thank you for it asking that. But uh, thank you very much. Honestly, I'm not trying to make too many jokes about your Bitcoin. I know there's some people that are hardcore into it and made some good money off mm -hmm. of it, so Absolutely. I'm not going to knock it. No, too much. All right. <clears throat> Mitchell Ross, $20. Thank you. Quite generous. A worker at a Chinese buffet in North Dakota knew that a buffet in my small town of Oklahoma burned down and is being remodeled. Knew the town name and everything. Possible all these Chinese buffets are connected slash PRC funded. That's quite the conspiracy theory. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not at all. Stop. Um, <laughs> Come on. I mean, maybe someone had a cousin, yeah, you know, and they yeah. sent a WeChat message. No, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Some of the nicest people I met are restaurant owners from yeah. mainland China. They don't even speak very good English, but they, yeah. they're not sympathetic to um, the Chinese government. You know, it's interesting because uh, when I go to a Chinese buffet here, which I've uh, mm. in America and I've been to a few, uh, the, the staff usually speak Chinese. It's mm -hmm. usually actually run by Chinese people, yeah. which is nice. And students who are in the colleges nearby or something, they, they do some work there and stuff. Right. 
And they're always the nicest people. Strangely enough, well, not strangely enough, most of them always from Fujian, as e- usual. Every time. Oh, yeah. Every time. Fujian's kind of like that. Uh, it's, the, it's the way out, you know? It's the way out. Um, but it's, they're, they're always really nice people. But, yeah. you know, don't forget that the Chinese communities are kind of very tight-knit. So. Sure. Um, somebody who lives in this state will mm. talk to people in another yeah, state. They've they got family. They, they, they have groups. They have massive support groups through WeChat and stuff. You know, my, I, I, I got to say, like, you know, my wife's pregnant. So what does she do? She goes on WeChat and mm. speaks to all the other Chinese pregnant people. Mm. You know, that's what they do. Or they want to talk about sports or talk about TV shows. They have yeah, their Vimy's own Yeah, on the groups. LA forum yeah. for Chinese speakers. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a whole little thing. Mm. So, you know, they discuss all the gossip just like everyone else. It's just like foreigners. You know what? A foreigner living in, in Shenzhen. They know about like a new foreign bar that's opening oh, for in Shanghai. Sure. For sure. It's just one of those things because we all chat yeah. together, you know. Oh, I heard that somebody can get sure. cheese. There's a guy importing cheese <laughs> and he's in like... I think we're beating this to death. <laughs> okay, yeah. So basically, yeah, it's so interconnected. No. I, I just wanted to say yeah. very quickly that the Chinese <laughs> restaurant owners that they meet in America, especially the smaller ones, yeah, they're absolutely not like the pro-Beijing nationalists. No. A lot of these guys are have their football posters up. Sure. They, they're doing fine. So sure. leave them alone. Sure, sure, sure. All right, uh, Tracy McDonald, twenty-five Canadian dollars. Thank you quite much. Uh, have you guys ever considered traveling around to check out some of the massive BRI projects in the countries they are always oh Belt and Road, yeah. in the countries they are always uh, in at the same time, since you are expanding your sphere of travel anyways. We would we would absolutely love to. Unfortunately, they don't exist. <laughs> Did you see they caught that train going yeah. to Europe and the the guy like ratted out China and said. Yeah. By the way, there's only one car on the train that had stuff in it. It's smoke and mirrors. We got so much shit yeah. for our Belt and Road predictions, mm-hmm. and we're finally getting our predictions. They're coming true. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Look, it's a, fa- it's a face game. And, it's uh, smoke and mirrors. Look, a lot of it is, oh, we're going to prove that we can link mm-hmm. logistics between Europe and China and stuff. So they send you empty know how China trains. Works. They send it's, empty trains to show that it paper. works. It's paper. Yeah, but they're just kind of demonstrating, look, it can work. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, mm. you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll see. We'll see where that goes. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but uh, no, seriously, um, to answer your question, if we do end up in a country that does have We will go check it out. Absolutely. Sure. And we'll get kidnapped. You know. Um, on the Belt and Road. Yeah, on the, the Belt and Road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. They'll be like, you know, there's only one guy in that in this whole train, it's just in the in the container. <laughs> it's us. <laughs> yeah. They will make a whole thing. They will send a train just to take us to like some internment camp somewhere. They will, they will send a It'll train right to our doorstep here and kidnap mm-hmm. us and show how the Belt and Road works real yeah. well. That's when you guys you'll end up just being like uh, mujahideens out in the Xinjiang desert. Probably. You escape. They they blow up the train. There's gonna be a, we can make a movie out of this. This is awesome. Thank you for the super chat because you gave yeah. us a great idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, all right, Ali Dadass, ten dollars. Thank you. Uh, my dad has a C7, but if Winston wants to drive it, he's got to bring his vet to St. Louis. There's a big racetrack uh, across the river in uncivilized territory, aka Illinois. <laughs> I don't know, man. Cool. I, I still think that my uh, my C4 will give your dad C7 a run for its money. That's the dumbest logic I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Although um, I'm hoping to to make the C3 pretty competitive. We'll I see. have a C3, by the way. Yeah, yeah you I've have never a C3 told too. told anyone that. We bought C3s together yeah, for You're, dirt cheap. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I've been fixing them a lot. Mm-hmm. You'll see that in upcoming videos. <laughs> All right, Killbud Tactics said, gave us a thumbs up. Love the videos. You guys should make a trade war video. I believe we um, did. Yeah, I feel like we'll do an update at some point if something crazy happens. Yeah, it's true. There's things are always tit mm. for tat. So we it's like to wait to until say. stuff like clears up. 
Yeah, because it's a lot of talk, and uh, it's only when things actually start hitting people. So when consumers start to complain that, oh, I can't find soybeans anymore, mm. or hey, I have to pay like $10 more for this plastic mobile for my baby's crib, you know, that mm. kind of thing. That's when we can start to talk about it. But sure. for now, it's just a bunch of blustering blowhard mm. crap. We'll wait until it clears up. Thanks. Yeah. Choshing Lo, I'm a Hong Konger. Thank you, Winston and Seamilk, for supporting us and showing the real China. Fair criticism should have been welcomed by real patriots. Yeah, seriously. Thank you so much. Really appreciate yeah. it. We're sticking our neck out for this kind of stuff, but you guys Look, are like... <laughs> I, I had to make a decision with myself a while ago because, um, you know, I've, I've been very positive towards China pretty much mm. my entire YouTube career because I do see the good there. And there's a hell of a lot of stuff I do like about China. But as a person who at least I like to think I have at least a reasonable amount of moral character, mm -hmm. I cannot stand by and see good people be pushed around mm. the way they are. And it pisses me off to no end. And so I decided to just stand my ground and take a side. And my side is Hong Kong. Me too. Absolutely. As much We're as I love guys. China and the Chinese people, um, I support Hong Kong and I support the people of Hong Kong. That's just what I have to say. Me too. Hand, yeah. hand on heart. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The Don says, my Chinese girlfriend of three years is leaving tomorrow as her parents hate me and she no longer, she sees no future for us and she'll be leftover girl if she wants, if she waits to go back. She says, love is only for teens. I don't know what to do. Sounds like a Guan Xi question. It is. Yeah. Uh, listen, man. Might be able to save that. <laughs> well, let's let we might as well just like the guys. In, okay. He's in yeah, dire, he's dire, in dire straits. straits. Money for nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, no, seriously, dude. This is not uncommon. You're. No. You are. She, he just quoted my my mother-in-law. Love yeah. is for teens. Yeah. This is something that most foreigners face. If mm. you, you know, if if it's a serious relationship to you, I know it's heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and it it's just one of those things. There's a lot of distrust for foreigners, especially from the older generation. They think foreigners are playboys. They think mm. foreigners, there's no future. They're so just going to run away. They're just going to play around, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. And they don't see financial stability because don't forget in Chi in a Chinese family unit, they kind of arrange marriages. You know, they're always looking for rich friends who have mm -hmm. a son or mm -hmm. whatever. They try to match them up because they know that money is going to flow. Yeah, the dude doesn't need to have any money because his parents do. It's about the parents. Right. And it's about stability because don't forget, her mother and father are going to want to live with you later. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's mm. the whole point. They want her to marry someone who's got money mm. so that they can have a comfortable retirement. Mm -hmm. It's an awful situation, and you're going to have to ask yourself a very hard question here is, um, well, first of all, how much do you love her? Mm -hmm. But second of all, you may not have a choice in this situation, to be honest. That's what I was going to say. Is It's really going to come down to, do you have a choice? And number two, you have to. does she love you as much as you love her? Because if you're getting so upset about this and she's just making an ultimatum, then you might have your answer. Yeah, absolutely. And best of luck. And, you know, you have to also understand that sometimes, you know, this whole cult, cultural thing, blood runs thicker than water mm -hmm. thing, is it's a real thing in China. Oh, for sure. You you very well may be steamrolled out of a loving relationship mm -hmm. just because of stupid traditions. Mm -hmm. Blame blame the society, man. Mm -hmm. Blame the society. Go, uh, You know, I, I have to say that if you have a choice between marrying and dating someone from your own culture and someone from a different culture, choose your own. I mean, no joke. The amount of challenges that are put in front of you when you have a cross-cultural relationship are insurmountable. 
and people who have not done it before think it's all fine. They mm -hmm. think, oh, it's cool. Everyone's the same. Love is a universal, universal language, you know. Ah, oh, they just have, you know, a different skin color and mm. a, uh, they grew up in a different kind of thing. No. No, th this has nothing to do with race, by the way. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. You're talking about culture, different yeah, I mean, language, yeah, different you could, society. You could marry uh, like a, a Taiwanese Chinese person that grew or, up in America. They're exactly yeah, or a Chinese person yeah. who was born here and right. has parents who were born here mm. from parents who were born here mm. from parents who were born here because right. that tradition stuff goes at least three generations deep so you know you might be still stuck in the same situation yeah. if someone was born here yeah you know their parents probably still try to force them into you'll marrying get you'll it. get after effects but i mean like the the kids won't take it seriously yeah <laughs> ho hopefully not no. but yeah dude like it's it's tough so just mm. you know stay strong and hopefully it works out for you man mm. agreed all right <clears throat> I'm going to try and read this. Tanui Tahitian Faya 987. Uh, are you guys familiar with the YouTuber Jerry Liu? He does Chinese culture content and does a good job. He did a reply video to you guys recently. Yep. Yeah. It was they're fairly fair, I suppose. I don't know, man. I get I get so many serpents that they exposed yeah, yeah, and yeah. serpents that they said this wrong. And I don't think he I, was like you know, that. But yeah. Probably not, but yeah. I get tired of these because the majority of the videos that people make about me and you are just literally people trying to get clicks by mm. using our names rather mm. than making up their own, you know, content. I'm all for debate. It's fine. But and yeah, when it's like blatant. I, I also, I prefer the idea that if somebody honestly wants to have a debate that they contact us and say, hey, let's have a debate rather than like, these guys are wrong they suck mm. you know what i mean it's just it's childish and it's uh, sure. it's underhanded for sure yeah all right koala 1203 keep up the good work guys and stay awesome greetings from a michigander thank you very much tyler freeman 50 dollars big bomb right there i was thinking about doing a youtube channel how much about how much is the investment for good quality budget equipment i good quality and budget are those two things synonymous uh yeah. mutually exclusive or not yeah, they can. They can How much together. does your phone cost? That's all you need. That's all you need. Come on, guys. There phone are, and a tripod. There are YouTube channels out there where people are incredibly. Look at Doug Demuro. He uses yeah. an iPhone. Yeah, three like, million so subs. People, they they overestimate equipment. People get stuck in this whole thing. Oh, if I can get this lens or mm. this camera, my videos will improve. That's and I'll such give a pit. A... You're going down the wrong. Path. I did a, a little experiment. Um, mm. I know we don't have a lot of time, but I'll talk about it. You know, I spent a lot of money on my equipment and my gear. And remember, this is always a hobby for me. So it was money out of my pocket. I wasn't earning it from YouTube. Mm. So I bought all these expensive cameras and tripods and microphones. And I've made all these mistakes over the years. And we went on uh, Conquering Northern China, mm -hmm. remember? And I couldn't bring all my equipment along. So the only thing I had with me was my phone. Mm -hmm. I made, not only did I shoot videos on my phone i edited them on the phone with like iMovie on the phone i had an iphone 7 plus we don't do this gonna... now but no the way. no just i'm just saying as an experiment yeah those videos that i shot and put up just on the phone shot on the phone edited on the phone uploaded on the phone did better than my videos that had taken me weeks to same make with mine proper quality i'll, I'll one up you too yeah. i was using iphone 6 <laughs> yeah. and doing the same thing yeah. next yeah sorry next logic noodles gave us 10 bucks thank you very much Catch Bay, five euros, said, just joined. What's with that static hmm noise? I think people have been saying there was like a uh, background hum this whole time. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't mention it because I didn't, we'd have to like stop the whole stream, but. Uh, yeah, I apologize. It's probably, the, it's probably the gain on the mic or something. Yeah, well, sorry. Sorry, we're always running into little It's not little easy, as easy as you think it is no, to run no, this no. thing. All right, Leather Kid 01, 
100 Canadian dollars. Wow. Winston, uh, for this money is for Winston's vet gas on <laughs> AKI 91 slash RON 95. Now that means nothing to me, but. He's, he's talking about Octane. Yeah. That's cool. Thank man. you, mate. Like, that'll get me at least a tank in my. my It'll take us on our next film trip. Absolutely. I super appreciate that. Mm. Yeah, highest Octane you can get here is 91. Mm. And it's expensive. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, Koala1203, back at it again. Oh, you already answered that question about uh, mainland Chinese going to Hong Kong in solidarity. Cesario JPN, uh, seeing on social media that Hong Kong protesters are being accused of being alt-right by clearly Western users. How is being alt-right matter in such protests? How does it matter? Is this CCP doing, now doing gray ops, I assume? It says gay ops, but I assume that's a typo. Wait, so what was the question again? Look, um, basically that pro-Hong Kong people are being called uh, alt-right. Listen, when 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 people use this um, term terminology alt-right, it just... It's because of Pepe. It, it simply means that whoever's using that word alt-right cannot formulate an argument. Sure. They literally have to label someone. It's just like calling someone racist. Or when they honestly, or, and also just saying, oh, SJW, like that. Yeah, it's just this is gut thing. It's like ra rather than having a, right. a reasonable conversation and debate with someone, just right. throw a, a, a name, kind of group them into a little thing. Mm. Oh, he's alt-right. Then mm. all of a sudden, that's supposed to mean that his argument's not valid. For sure. Um, I am both simultaneously a social justice warrior liberal because that's what they say about me because I talk about certain things. I'm also an alt-right white supremacist. So I'm apparently both together, <laughs> mixed together. So yeah, like you said, it's a meaningless argument. Yeah. So the whole Hong Kong thing, you know, a lot of ma major media, lamestream media, yeah, yeah. Uh, jumped on this when they saw Pepe. Yeah. Which Hong Kongers do not use as an alt-right symbol. No, it's no. a goddamn frog, yeah. right? And then they jumped yeah. on this and everyone was so pissed off because this is mm. it completely discounts what they're actually fighting for. Exactly. Look, there's another angle that you have to have to look at all of this from and that is that China, like I said very recently, mm. has wisened up that a good way to make the yeah. West shut up is to start accusing them of being racist mm. or supremacist or this or that. And that's why whenever anyone has like wants to kind of attack us in any way mm. or try to shut us up, they just say, oh, you are you are racist, white supremacist, mm. you are alt-right, you are this, you are that. And it's just baseless crap. Sure. And it's just a, a tactic. It's a tactic that they try to use to yeah. basically um, pad their arguments because their arguments are weak. Mm. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Thanks. All right. Dan Ferentz back at it again. He's the madman giving us 100. He said, did Prozzi fall off the face of the earth? Taiwan number one. Also, <laughs> also I built I built a 78 Trans Am with a 455 back in the 90s. Enjoy the car-related part of the channel also. Cheers. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. You're Thanks, probably man. our most awesome dude ever in the You know, uh, 78 Trans Am, I had the only one ever in South you Africa. Did. It was a pile of crap. Right. It had been owned by every redneck ever, being dragged backwards through the bush. Right. And it was a complete wreck, but I had it running and it kind of worked. And I mm -hmm. love that car and I really want another one. Prozzi's okay. He's working on videos. So oh, yeah. Don't Prozzi's worry about fine. He's totally fine. Yeah. Um, thank you, Danny Boy. Appreciate it. He um, had a good time with us here. We, we, we had a, we had a he great time. He actually made a nice video. About we, we shot not only the episode that you've seen with him in it. We shot he has a couple more. Yeah, we shot a couple more. So you'll see him in a few more ADV China yeah. on the bikes adventures in the near future. For sure. Mm. All right. 
uh, Proclaimer gave us five bucks. Thank you very much. Mexican Navy intercepted 25 tons of fentanyl in transit from Shanghai and Sinaloa. Is the border wall justified? Seen any vagrant addicts in SF? Well, to be fair, the Mexican Navy is the one that sees to this. So I wouldn't link that with the, the wall. Well, thing. I don't know if you guys have seen the T-shirt I was wearing the other mm. day, but Seamilk uh, and I kind of drunk one night. We decided that we'd, <laughs> we'd do something really nice. So we've printed Just a bunch. Bring awareness. Yeah, we brought, brought, printed a bunch of these really mm. nice T-shirts with a Chinese flag. Mm. And it says in Chinese, I get my fentanyl from China. And mm. it says that in English underneath mm. as well. They're long sleeve, they're mm. warm, they're good for the winter. So when winter rocks up, we're gonna go to all the drug addict homeless people here and hand them out. At so least that, spread some awareness, right? So this like is coming all from. these fentanyl addicted druggies that are wandering around like zombies on the street can at least tell everyone where their fentanyls come from. So right, you know, maybe um, they can put a stop to it. Yeah, and they'll be warm because we got them mm -hmm. nice warm t-shirts. Double gesture. Yeah, so that's something coming up. Cool. Uh, cars in depth says I write about cars and would like to interview you guys about cars and driving in China. Best way to contact. Please send please send an email to business at advchina.net. Yes. Thank you very much. That maybe DM awesome. maybe DM can type that in the chat. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it doesn't matter. I already said it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, all right, Daniel Wilcox, five dollars. I lived in China, two thousand to two thousand two. Uh, what tastes better to you, German Shepherd or Labrador Retrievers? Okay, now you guys, you guys are gonna laugh at this mm. and think he's joking, but I was taken to by my parents-in-law a restaurant that only served Golden Retriever, and yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah, it tastes exactly the same as any other dog meat back when I was, you know, kind of pushed around into eating dog meat in yeah. my early days. But yeah, that's I, it does happen. I, I wouldn't know. I, I've stood by. You know, stuck to my guns and never ate dog meat yeah. while I was in I've China. I've recently changed my, not yeah. recently, I've long yeah. since changed my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, because it seems like, especially when you're young, you're young and edgy, I don't blame you. It's yeah, like, it's I never like oh, dog. I'll, I'll, do, I'll do what I want. You yeah. know, I'm cool, like, ha, ah, shock value. Sure. Um, look at me, mom and dad, ha, ha, you know, that kind of crap. Mm. But I think I probably just passed that. Mm. I was 25 when I first got to China. So I was just kind of on the yeah, end I was of that. 22. Yeah, exactly. I was kind of at the end of that. So right. when somebody first offered me dog, um, I was like, nah, no, yeah. sorry. Like, no, nah, that's disgusting. I'm not going to have it. Because, well, I also had dogs my whole life yeah, growing up. So, you know, I had like, they're part of the family. I couldn't do it. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. I want to give a shout out to Olivia T. She says, this is off topic, but a lot of the boomers that watch this channel seem to think that only middle-aged males watch it. I'll have you know that's not the case. I'm a 20-year-old female, and I love your channel. We love you. Thank you very much. Hi, Olivia. Yeah, I don't want to dox you, but I think I know who you are. I think I met you in real life. And thank you for saying that. And I do actually want to tell everyone out there that when you check the demographics, it is not just middle-aged white boomers. We have people from all around the world, and our biggest demographic is 25 to 35, actually. There's nothing wrong with middle-aged white boomers, by the way. <laughs> I, but a lot of They're people... They're people, too. I understand, but... They're they, nice. You can't cater to one audience. I know, but right? I'm just saying, like, some of the nicest people you, ever met. Listen, we need more... We need more rich boomers to give us large uh, donations, okay? So let's not try to antagonize them. No, I'm not I, I love it. boomers. I'm, what I'm saying is he sympathizes with boomers so much because he's already one. He's like accelerated. <laughs> how how am I a boomer? I wasn't just, born directly after World War II. Exactly, but you carry the characteristics and the conservative values of a boomer. Uh -huh. So that's okay. why you're sympathizing with him. But we love Maybe. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. We have we have some eighty year olds that watch the show. There's nothing wrong. There's no no age barriers. No, here. I mean um, newborns. And that's that's something that 
Yeah, no, <laughs> no, quite honestly, that's something that's always really surprised me, but at the same time made me feel really good is I do run into subscribers a lot mm. and the demographics and the races and racial backgrounds. and the, it's, a it's goddamn rainbow. Yeah. Remember Seriously. our last subscriber yeah. meetup? We literally had people from almost every corner of the globe. I feel like globe. probably like 40 different countries showed up. Yeah. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. All ages, all genders. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. Cool. Super, super. Thank cool. you, Olivia. All righty. Uh, I think the last super chat we got is bad data. He says, at Winston, what other options did you have uh, besides moving to China? You may have made a video on, on this in the past. If so, you can direct me there. Were there many other countries you considered? I, I'll be completely honest with you. You know, um, I wanted to go to Japan. That was the thing. That mm. was my goal. And at the time, um, I applied to get into um, the JET program, they have mm. the JET program, and at the same time, I also just applied for a job through yeah, a friend of mine. told this story like three times on this podcast. Well, I mean, the thing is, my visa was denied because I didn't have the correct qualifications, yeah. which I wasn't aware you of. You said this last time. Was it last mm. time? Oh, whatever. So, I kind of gave up on the idea. I hadn't really thought of going anywhere else. I'd briefly considered going to the UK because I've got family there. Sure. Of course, you know, my mom's a British, British citizen yeah. and all that stuff. Even though I can't get a passport because mm. she was born in South Africa, stupid rule, piece of crap, UK <laughs> government just, just abandoning its citizens all over the world. And then, you know, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Sorry. So I considered going to a couple of places. But, you know, when you're caught up in life, you don't have time to think about this stuff. I was running a business, mm. an IT business. I was every day up and down, running around in my car, mm. fixing stuff and setting up networks and stuff. And it was only when a client of mine needed me to go with him to China on this mm. trip. And it's just one of those things where, you know, when you, you know, you, you do something and you suddenly click and you know, like this, this is what I should be doing. Mm. This is what I want to be. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to mm. be doing. And that's what happened to me when I went to China. Mm. I was blown away and I knew that this is where I had to be. I knew this, things are happening here now. This is, this is it. So mm. that's why I went home and sold all my crap and went to China. If I'd gone somewhere else and the same thing had happened, you know, maybe if I'd gone to America or something and, you know, maybe the same thing would have happened, perhaps. But, you know, sure. China was just so exciting and interesting mm. at the time and so different. And that's why I chose China, just because it kind of hooked me. Sure. Thanks yeah. for asking me the same question, too. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we all know we all know your story already. Yeah, because we know yours just a hundred thousand goddamn the, the difference, times. The <laughs> difference is, like, why would you want to leave America? There's no reason. South Africa that's is like... Everyone should everyone should leave South Africa. If you're South sure. African, it doesn't matter who you are or what racial background or whatever. If you have the chance to leave South Africa, do it. Leave mm. it a deserted wasteland. Just come on, go, go, let it burn. Come on, guys. We can you know apply ourselves properly around the world. Find another place. You're better than that country. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> My God, Edge Lord today. <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, All right. We got. We have like a hundred thousand um, questions from Instagram. We're gonna have to wrap this up. Yeah. Okay. Let's just just give us two from Instagram because I'm pretty sure everyone watching right now is like, shut up, guys. Yeah. yeah. No way. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Uh. So, let's see. Uh. One we did want to touch on was, do you think the protests in Hong Kong, if successful, will be an example for others worldwide? And. We had discussed about talking about Taiwan. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think any country that can see something like this successfully happen, or even just in the midst of happening, is an inspiration. 
honestly, I think for Taiwan it's the biggest, the it's biggest huge, thing because you huge. know in Taiwan you've got two movements. You've got people yeah. who want to be a separate country mm-hmm. and you know their own thing, and then you've got another like political party. And a lot of people have the sentiment of let's rejoin back with China because, but China, not under the Chinese government. Well, I mean, no, that, the thing <laughs> is, like China keeps promising, yeah, like come back, be a part of China, and we'll have the one country, two systems. Kind of yeah, like but Hong that's Kong. not the blue party. The blue party doesn't want to be part of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, I like, see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So you've gotcha. you've got this, but the way things are going in Hong Kong now, I think that's going to completely shock those people yeah. and to like wake them up yeah. and say, you know what? China says they're going to give us a one mm. country, two systems, but look what they've done to Hong Kong. They pretty much no. kissed Taiwan goodbye. Yeah, it's like no, we do not want any part of that for sure. And, you know, we don't want them coming in and kicking our ass and telling us what to do. Right. Yeah, so good, good, good question. Yeah, let's get another one. All right. Um, aside from total immersion, do you guys have any hacks on learning Chinese efficiently? Very simple answer. I've made at least four videos on this. If you search Laodi Six and you just search the How To playlist, or you type in How I Learn Chinese, is Chinese the hardest language in the world? I've literally can I speak Chinese? I've made full length videos about literally from zero all the way to fluency about how I do. Yeah. It. Look, and I would like to. I would like to direct you to my videos, but I'm not going to. I would like to direct you to his videos because, you know, at the end of the day, he's done a lot more comprehensive when it comes to learning Chinese videos on his channel. Right. And his spoken Chinese is better than mine as mm. well. So I'd rather Thanks. like you listen to, to him when it comes to learning Chinese. I will give you one tip though. And if you want to learn Chinese, you, you're gonna have to want to learn it. Yeah, very That's true. absolutely, it's all the these guys thing. are like, oh, I think I should pick up some Chinese, gonna help my no, business prospects. No, nah, no. Those it, guys never learn. It's literally only if you want yeah. to learn the language, you'll learn it. Yeah. And you know, you can also consider maybe getting a uh, Chinese relationship, you know. Or a language partner. Yeah, <laughs> same thing. Fluid exchange, I mean, <clears throat> language, language exchange. exchange yeah. <clears throat> That's what I meant to say. <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah, I, are we ready to wrap this up? I think we are. I'm just gonna say, uh, go if you want to ask questions to the Instagram, go and follow us at, at Instagram or sorry at ADV Podcast on Instagram, um, and we've got tons of reminders, uh, polls, little memes, and it's yeah. a good, good stuff. Yeah, great. So join us there, guys. Thank you very much for watching. I do apologize again for being a bit ranty in this episode. Don't, don't worry about it. I think through, they loved it. I'm going through a ranty week. If you want to see another rant. You got to check out yeah. my video tomorrow. On yeah, my, my video I put today. out yesterday. Very ranty. Your video coming up tomorrow. Very ranty. Yes, it's a ranty R- week. Rantman. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, the three of us are now going to go and have a beer and yes. uh, some Chinese food. So mm-hmm. we're looking forward to it. And I hope the rest of you have a wonderful rest of your day. And until next time, you know the drill. As always, stay awesome. <laughs>